Welcome to Awards Radar, the podcast, a weekly discussion of the awards races, Hollywood news, and the films you should have on your radar. Here's your host, Joey Magidson. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Awards Radar podcast, our final prediction special. I don't know why I made it sound like it's Halloween, but, you know, <laughs> I guess I guess final predictions are a little spooky. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially this year in like three categories, but still, it's what we're here for. So, uh, as always, I'm Joey, and uh, joined by regulars Miles. Howdy, howdy. Steve. Hello, everyone. There you go. That's and my that's, energy this week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he, he blew his load early. It's bad. Yeah. Um, and no more regulars, but we do have an irregular in oh, Mark yeah. Johnson. Yeah, my name. I go by Abby Normal normally, but you know, Mark Johnson will do. So yeah, I mean, he's he's also got the hump. So you know, <laughs> you missed your cue. You're really supposed to say what hump? Oh yeah, right. You've seen the movie. You referenced oh, I the love video. the movie. It's my favorite. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, my favorite um, comedy. So yes, uh, didn't bury the lead. We are going over final predictions because this will be going up on Thursday, the twenty second. And that's the day before I'll be finalizing predictions. So I guess stands to reason there might be a change or two. But for the most part, this is this is where we're at. Because as you'll see, I don't think a ton has changed in 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 several categories. I mean, I didn't I don't have the you know like week by week change, but definitely in some of these categories, it's just been locked in since nominations. But in others, let's say it's been fluid. But uh. Let's, uh, let's take a question before we st- uh, get into it. Ryan McDermott has a uh, Filmahawk face-off for us, which is sort of oddly written, so i got to like translate as we're going, but it's fine. Uh, first one is David O. Russell, American Hustle, or Alexander Payne, Nebraska? Hmm. Uh, I would probably say American Hustle. I probably would, too. I'll go with Payne in Nebraska. It's close. And they're both not great guys now, right? We're on that train also. Oh, oh really? Keep track. Yeah. I, I the train's pretty full. Well, I know, well, we know David O. Russell doesn't get along with anyone who's not Jennifer Well, David Lawrence. O. Russell has that video where he's just screaming at Lily Tomlin for like 10 straight minutes. So, yeah. Which is still hard to understand. Like, <laughs> Yeah, Lily Tomlin of all people. Like, come on. Right. Dustin Hoffman's right there and probably deserved it. <laughs> Uh, but no, I think Alexander Payne had like um, it was an actress who said he did things. So that's unfortunate. Yeah, I don't think anything really came of it because. But I I recall it being Rose. Oh, Rose McGowan said he did something to her, and at some point, uh-huh. as I just googled, great. Uh, well, we can't have nice things. Uh, uh-huh. I I think Nebraska, but it's close. They're both very good. Um. David O. Russell, American Hustle. He's he's the constant through this. Next one is Stephen Freer's Philomena, or Philomania, if you prefer. Wait, so American Hustle again, or Philomena? Yeah, it's going to be David O. Russell, American Hustle, every single time. I think Ryan okay. liked that I mentioned how much I enjoyed the rhyming of David O. Russell, American Hustle, last week. <laughs> <laughs> it's rhyme time. Yeah. Uh, with Philomena, I would probably still say American Hustle. Yeah, American Hustle on that one. Hmm. Mm. I'll shift. I'll go with American Hustle as well. Yeah, I'm. I'm. St- I'm switching to American Hustle as well. Phil. Phil is fine. 
but yeah. I don't know that the direction is what you're thinking about when you're watching that movie. More just this didn't sound good, but it's not bad. Um, well, you know what the first option is. So this one is uh, Jean-Marc Vallée, Dallas Buyers Club. So the first option is Avatar? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's the thing we all want me to say. David O. Russell, American Hustle. Bingo. <laughs> yeah, I'd go American Hustle again. Still American Hustle for me, too. American Hustle. Same. I, everything I said about Philomena is true for Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I don't feel like it's aged particularly well. Yeah. I mean... Maybe you know, it's when, because I like Jared Leto significantly less than when the film came out. Who's to say? That's fair. It's one of those I movies. Mean, it's one of those movies I just haven't gone back to. I guess. Yeah. I think I watched yeah. it once. Further into that season, to like confirm, was Jared Leto really great? Okay, yeah, he was. Was uh, we live in a society? Yeah. Well, I, unironically, we we live in a society where I don't know how well if he if that role works anymore. But mm. you know. At the time, it certainly did. And, and McConaughey is good, even though I do wonder about when it was going to be um, Craig Gillespie of Itania and Ryan Gosling making that movie. Sort of, they're like Lars and the Real Girl reunion. That would have been something else. And Or um, Mark Forster was going to make it with... Do I Am I remembering Brad Pitt correctly? I know there were pairs. It was like a development hell movie. If you catch him at a certain point in his career, I feel like Brad Pitt could have done well with that role. He goes through his character actor phases. Yeah, you don't want to meet Joe Black, Brad Pitt. No. Frosted tips in a Jamaican accent at one point. But you get like Snatch <laughs> and Fight Club era Brad Pitt. He's willing to try some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think you'd dismiss it out of hand because he's there. I think, yeah. you know, if anything, I think Mark Forster might be more of the issue overall there. Well, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, next one. David O. Russell, American Hustle, Paul Greengrass, Captain Phillips. Hmm. Captain Phillips for me. I think I'm going to switch over to Captain Phillips just because yeah. I like American Hustle, but I don't love it so much that I want to keep giving it all these wins. And I do like Captain Phillips. Look <laughs> at you not voting down the line. Captain Captain Phillips is the only movie I think of anything that we've named so far that I've actually gone back and rewatched. I think the rest, I, the rest were like one-time views. So. Spoiler alert: the next option will probably be the same for you. Okay, <laughs> Steve, I'll go with American Hustle. All right, and the final one, probably the last time you'll hear me say David O. Russell, American Hustle, or David O. Russell, Silver Linings Playbook. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely going to switch over to Silver Linings Playbook. So much better. Yeah, for me too. Same here. I bet, you, I bet you've gone back and revisited it, haven't you? For sure. I know. I love that Same. One. Yeah. Silver Linings for me. Um, Ryan also asked, I'm sure you'll talk about Oscar predictions this episode. We, sh- we shall. So instead, I'll ask, which film do you think should win for each of the below the line categories? So when we go through them, we'll just remember that. Yeah. As okay. opposed to mention them too much right now. Um, another question. Flea208 asks... What are the odds that Hopkins and Bozeman tie in Best Actor? I know it's a long shot, but thought it could be a fun discussion to have. It did happen in 1932, and then Lead Actress tied in 1969. Um, short answer, no. Longer answer, the odds are so small that 
it I don't think it would ever happen in this kind of scenario. If you were to say something about that in like a Mickey Rourke in the wrestler versus Sean Penn in milk situation, I would be much more inclined to be like, yeah, there's a decent chance of that. But that was much more of a neck and neck race. This is Bozeman is just so far ahead at this point. I would be shocked that Hopkins could make up that steam. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Be interesting. Uh, according to Entertainment Tonight of Canada, the odds of an Oscar tie are 0.52%. So that yeah. that's that's my answer. Yeah, I think the, the way you get it is <laughs> is not even not certainly not this type of race, or at least not in any way that you can accurately say has any chance, you know, if it happens. I mean, could we have told you that was it Zero Dark Thirty and Argo were gonna tie? Or Zero Dark Thirty and Lincoln, whatever, and sound was it editing or mixing? Like yeah. you, you can't accurately say you know that's right. gonna happen. Right. Um if you're talking about a, an acting category, I almost feel like it has to be like the uh Bill Murray, Johnny Depp, Sean Penn year. Where there's legitimately three contenders, or the year Adrian Brody won, where you're like, I right. think Daniel Day Lewis is gonna win, but like Jack Nicholson doing like anti Jack Nicholson, that could be a thing, and then Brody's like sneaking up out of it. Like you need one of those yeah. years. So basically, our lead actress race. Yeah, I was about to say. So they, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, Flea asked the wrong category, but you know, um, yeah. So I don't think it's gonna happen, but. If it does, it happens in a scenario, I think, where the vote total is spread out. Like with um, PGA when it happened. You know, that was, you know, there was at least one other film that was a Best Picture frontrunner. That if you took those votes away, certainly decides which of the two won. Beyond, you know, the other seven that, you know, would spread out the vote. So you need that sort of situation. Um, And then Matt Anderson asks, of the lead actors nominated this year... What is your favorite performance from each of their respective careers? You can include their newly minted nominated performance as well. So for those who uh, need to be remembered, the nominees are Delroy Lindo. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) Had to do it. Had to do it. Um, Here, Chadwick Boseman. Favorite performance. All righty. Um... Should I be a dick and say draft day? <laughs> Ooh, I do like him in draft day. Yeah. I think I, quality wise, quality wise, Ma Rainey. Yeah. Enjoyment factor, Black Panther. I was going to say, I think I'm going to go with Black Panther. Black Panther as well. Yeah. Uh, Riz Ahmed. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler for sure. Yeah. Uh, can we do TV or just film? If you want. Are you thinking the night of? The night of, yes. I yeah, thought that was, was great in that. Very tempting. Um, yeah, I, 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 the night of might be his best work. It's his, I think, oddly, it was his most challenging. There's such a change in that character that he has to sell. But uh, you know, Venom is tempting. <laughs> is it? <laughs> oh, it, it, I mean, in not the way you want to talk about. Yeah. You know what I think, and as you look through his his stuff, you know, there's a lot of things that are, maybe he's now, you feel like he's now a little, you know, above. Um, Four Lions is tempting. Oh, Four Lions is great, and he's good in that. You know what, Four Lions, why not? Go for it. Yeah, we'll get a little harder. Anthony Hopkins. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, I'm going to be basic and say Silence of yeah, the Lambs. It's one sure. of the great performances of all time. Exactly. How do you not pick it? 
Yeah. Oh, that yeah. or Noah. You know, his work in Noah's. <laughs> Noah? Uh, <laughs> Memorable. <laughs> I mean, as someone who still kind of likes Noah. Um, huh. No, it's. I, th- I think his answer is either Silence of the Lambs, um, The Father, or if you want to get a little weird, you could say uh, Nixon. I was just about to say Nixon, yeah. The Lion and Winter. Remembers. <laughs> the yeah. Lion and Winter would be my number two for him. I did just mention Meet Joe Black, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, Gary Oldman. The Professional. This one's tough. Oh, he's so good in The Professional. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's tough. Uh, Everyone! Oh. <laughs> right. He is, he's incredible in that movie. I think I'm going to go a little camp. I'm going to go with Bram Stoker's Dracula. He's just oh, yeah. so much there. Yeah, it's great. Steve? I was going to go with those two. I'm going to pick out something different. Let's say his work in the, in the Dark Knight series. Cool. Oh, yeah. It's very underrated. Just, just was watching The Dark Knight Rises. The Batman must return. Um, yeah. Um... I, th- there's a there's a couple of scenes like I still like Tom Hardy's Bane because it's, oh, it's no, so, so... I make fun but it's like one of my favorite comic book movie characters ever like yeah. when he's walking around yeah. the stock exchange when he just nods at someone yeah and like yeah. he is having a blast in that movie and oh, you're yeah. so caught up in it, it's the last Batman movie that you're not paying attention as much as you should though I do it, there's a couple of good lines like uh, you know this is the stock exchange this is Wall Street you can't steal any money so what are you doing here He's like, just too early, I guess. Um, I'm going to go with The Contender. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I yeah. uh, I heard a story about The Contender that, um, so you, you guys know what he, remember what he looks like, right? With the almost bald head. and you know. Didn't you tell the story last week? Yes, but Mark hasn't heard it, so I'll tell it okay. real quickly. <laughs> he, uh, he showed up on set, and he plucked his own hair out. Jesus. And uh, they didn't want to let him on willies. set. Yeah, they didn't want to let him on set. They didn't think it was him. Like, they told Rod Lurie, there's somebody pretending to be Gary Oldman that's here. Wow. And they had to go, like, ascertain that it actually was him. It's kind of cool. You know what my number two... My number two for him would probably be JFK. He is great in JFK. He was good in that, yeah. There are people who like the fifth element a lot also, right? Oh, yeah. He's good in that, yeah. I think they're all kind of... He I feel like everything. I feel like the professional, the Fifth Element, they're all they're, it's kind of the same performance, you know yeah. that like yeah. big like Rage. villain. Um, so I kind of prefer the the contender where it's like the much more realistic version version of that character, you know, just as evil, but uh, you know more recognizable. And then uh, Stephen Yun. I think for mm. this one, I have to go with Minari. <sighs> Yeah, I think I'm going to be annoying and say The Walking Dead. I loved him on The Walking Dead. Yeah. Oh, he was great in that. Yeah. Um, Minari or Burning? I'll, I'll go Minari. I know Burning is like the popular answer, but as someone who wasn't like super in love with Minari, uh, I'm going to go Sorry to Bother You. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, um, not like nomination worthy, potentially, but like I just I love everyone in that movie and i almost want to give everyone like a bonus point for reading that script and going yes i want that movie to exist um remains one of my favorite movies to ever describe to someone (laughs) 
Because like, well, I, do I didn't spoil it for them, or do you? Sort of, not really. So what I do is I was, and I mean we're far enough now that no one cares. I would I would tell people who were like on the fence about it, or like, what is that about? I was like, well, it's watch the trailer, but there is a scene in this movie, no context given, in which Army Hammer completely unironically tries to convince Lakeith Stanfield to do something by saying, and I quote, and you'll have a horse cock. Okay. And it was surprisingly effective because you're like, I got to find out what the fuck that means. And then you watch and you're like, oh, that's very literal. This is when you find out how many of your friends have horse cock fetishes. This is true. Or, or, <laughs> or army hammer fetishes, I guess. Ooh. Which Not the uh, best which, fetish to have right about now. I had a conversation recently about with someone because uh, they were like, oh, he's very hot. I was like, well, he's also possibly a cannibal. So on the hot to crazy spectrum, because it was a girl and I'm like, you know, people always make fun of guys for the, you know, hot to crazy spectrum and like, oh, they're very hot. So it doesn't matter how crazy they are. We have an example now for you. Like, you know, he's very hot, but he, he might eat you. So is he that hot? It was very entertaining to watch the uh, like wheels turn of like, that is true. The answer seemed to be that like, it wasn't the eating part. It was the cutting the like initials into your body part. That was maybe a bridge too far. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their limits. This is true. It sounds like a deleted scene from like The Dark Knight Rises. Everybody has their limits. Everybody <laughs> no, has their limits. No, no, yours, <laughs> Batman. Well, I mean, there is the Batman has no limits. I guess you know yeah. he's willing to take a take an initial. And then we got two more questions that'll lead us into our Oscar predictions. Oscar pundit has a little more of a a fire burning in their predictions. If Nomadland is the beloved steamroller, why did it miss for SAG Ensemble when even Boyhood and Beasts of No Nation got in? Yeah, why? So that that's what. So for me, I've been until the Producers Guild outcome. I was on Trials of Chicago Seven for the entire season. Same. Because I knew, or I assumed, uh, Nomad would not get in for SAG because it's pretty much a couple actors and then a handful of non. Actors. A lot of the people that you see in the movie are real people, which is what makes, I think, the film authentic. And it, I think it adds to the film, but takes away from where it would get votes from SAG. So I think sure. that's yeah. probably why you see it miss in SAG. And I mean, it does have all the normal things of a miss, an ensemble, which is, right. you know, right. there's only really one person you can nominate. There's, like you said, most of the cast is not professional. You know, I, I mean, if you look at the two examples Oscar Pundin gave, you got Boyhood, which, I mean, Boyhood was winning an Oscar at that point. You know, it was winning Best Supporting Actress at that. That's by the time SAG announced their nominations. Mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke was, was thought of as like, oh, but for the grace of J.K. Simmons, go I. You know, so there was a second one possibly there. And... You know, ironically, most of the acting focus wasn't on Elder Coltrane. Like, he was never really in the conversation. It was more about the achievement of, like, watching him grow as opposed to watching him act. So, I don't, I I think that would, if it had missed, you know, that was never going to be a huge deal. But it had those two supporting actresses, uh, supporting characters, supporting actors, supporting actress that, you know, do a lot of the damage. And Beast of No Nation, like... They were all in on on Idris Elba at the time, 
I believe he wins supporting actor in that year, right? Yeah, if he gets and him. and the the thing that forget that people forget is Abraham Ada got a bunch of buzz. Yeah. So that was yeah. that was their secret weapon that got them in. Also, we a couple of weeks ago did the SAG lineups throughout the years, and they don't do it often, but they used to have a rebellious streak in them. They don't do it now, but there are times where they'll pop in with like, by the way. We know it's not going any further than this, but we just liked it. And that was, you know, that was that was one of the first, if not the first, like Netflix pitches to the Academy in a, in a broad way. And I don't think SAG, you know, and, and actors have a problem with Netflix. That's far more a distributor, producer, you know, director type situation. So it, it hit in the right way. So I don't, I don't think this says it's not a steamroller. I think part of it is also just, the year we have we have an imperfect year with an you know odd scenario for how things are being seen all of it like works in nomadland's favor but you know it's not the miss there was not unexpected if it was mm-hmm. thought to have got in like i think if you saw david strathern consistently pop up all season long as like oh he's four or five and supporting actor and like you know, Linda May or Swanky had popped up here and there and you're like okay there's legitimately three people in conversation then you would have been more surprised, especially in a year where we did have a bunch of pretty good ensembles. You know, you they are still a sucker for a big cast or a, you know, movie like One Night in Miami, where it's clearly four actors like doing everything right there. So I don't know that it says anything about its lack of love. If anything, I like it less than most people and I still like it. So where are we at there? Uh, all right. And if you think Oscar Pundit was a little, a little salty there. If it's all love in the Academy for Chadwick Boseman, why did they strong arm Lakeith for a nomination instead of picking Chadwick for the Five Bloods? Which I think there's a little bit to unpack there. Which I don't think they strong arm Lakeith Stanfield. I think they were very enthusiastic about that movie, given its five other nominations. Yeah, I think yeah, that's I, what... I just I just read that as them trying to spread yeah. the love and recognizing that he, it wasn't a realistic chance for him to get into Best Actor. Yeah, if anything, the the um the the not the unbeneficiary of that vote was was Daniel Kaluuya because I'm sure there were people who thought oh he's getting in let me switch my vote and do that as opposed to and also the bigger thing here is they just didn't like Spike's movie like mm-hmm. we we talked about it again like it was almost worse for that movie that I got that single nomination that like no we so we know you exist you know it would have been almost more respectful to have snubbed it. So it could be like, we just, not enough of us saw it. It was too early. Whatever excuses you want. The score nomination just clearly means like, no, no, we considered it just like all the other movies. But we were, we were bigger fans of Borat, for example. (laughs) I I think that's your answer, right? You have Judas and the Black Messiah shows up for a tie at the second most nominations, which is like a six-way tie or something. Yeah. Um, And you have one nomination for Defy Blood. So they just, I think they probably, you know, who knows what they were thinking. They just, they probably preferred that, preferred that movie, preferred that, preferred that performance. And maybe also knew they were giving, you know, if I'm a voter, I know that I'm voting for um, Bozeman and actor. So let me get Stanfield in here. Just, you know, he's an under over uh, overdue for a nomination. Right. Right. Exactly. And um, not for nothing, I don't think it's the biggest deal, but it doesn't mean nothing, that uh, 
some of the Bozeman early buzz for, for, you know, supporting actor was when people thought like, oh, it's this or nothing. Right. Maybe. You know, like I remember seeing the movie, liking it quite a bit. I watched it a little earlier than, than I think some. And, and I think I put him in my prediction because I was like, it's not a mm-hmm. big performance, but if you like that movie, it's important. It's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a screw that turns the movie. You need, you need that role, but it's not showy necessarily. But, yeah, you know, I, I had him in yeah. my five up till the end. He was, he was actually the, that was the one miss I had for the four acting categories. I, I had Chadwick in instead of Lakeith. I um, think so I, thought, I might have been the same. I definitely yeah. didn't have Lakeith because I'm not that. No, good. I don't know that anybody had Lakeith. No, anybody did. that says they had Lakeith in supporting, especially. I, I, okay. you know, enough years of doing this. We, you know, I think you're similar to this one that we kind of chafe for the people. Like I knew it. Like no, you guessed right. Mm, like yeah. we all are working with the same information. It's yeah. not. It's not as insular as it once was. It's you know. Yeah. The only difference is, you know, to the degree in which you get studio feedback, like the inside scoop, sure. which, you know, is what you see when you, you know, it's the it's the short answer for like, why did myself, Scott Feinberg, Clayton and three other people change their, you know, why is this? Why is the Mauritanian suddenly higher in your thing? No one's seen it. You're like, well, we have and mm-hmm. we know what they're what STX is planning for. You know, that's that's the only difference. So mm-hmm. you're not. You know, you're still at the end of the day using math, a gut feeling, and like, you know, what you think you know about the group. Yeah. So, speaking of, let's talk about predictions. And I know you're very excited to talk about the short categories. <laughs> oh, can't wait. Yeah. Um, oddly, never been a quieter short category year, which is wild considering how quiet it normally is. Um, start off with the documentary short does anybody have one that they particularly cared for oh my god i loved all of them even the five even the five shortlisted docs that didn't make the cut i thought uh this category like normally i'm not a huge fan of the the shorts but this this year this this category really there was only one that i was like "Eh," about the other nine i just loved yeah well i mean i it's one of the things that actually my predictions would have been Nomination wise, I think my best ever if I didn't do poorly in the shorts. Because, you know, they're just, they weren't events in the same way. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, here, what does everyone have as their winner? I have Hunger Ward. All right. Steve has Hunger Ward. Hunger Ward is. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Or I was just going to say, I have Colette. All right. Oh, I loved Colette. Um, Hunger Ward is a good choice just because I. I get so many emails. They they are pushing the hell out of Hunger Wars. Yes, I'm Hunger sure, Wars you know, gets too. a lot of emails. Yeah, like I, they're, they're pushing the heck out of that. So I, I, I'm tempted to take it. I'm I'm going with a concerto as a conversation. Um, I was between that and Colette at the end, but I think I'm going to stick with concerto. I, that was just a really touching doc. Interesting. My number one is uh, my predicted winner is a love song for Latasha. Yeah. Which okay. you know I think. When in doubt, assume Netflix can power their way to a win, I guess. It's a very close race. Yeah. I I mean I have I have Concerto five and that's just because I'm like, I don't, mm. I don't know. Like my the the lineup I have is Concerto five, Hunger Award four, Colette three, do not split two. And wow. Latasha uh-huh. one. So do not split 
I, I hadn't had in my five and I had a rep actually email me and be like, I know I'm repping this film, but also I do this. Like I do the documentary shorts like this one will get in. I like would yeah. bet you money, like not money, obviously. And that would probably be illegal, but whatever, you know, like I, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not rolling you to do my bidding. Yeah. You want it in your five. Like I, I'm just trying to like, tell yeah. you like it's good for me but also like you won't i'm not leading you astray and she was right like it obviously got nominated so that's the you know. one i missed was do not split i had four out of five I, I missed do not split and i had the one that they did not include that i had was the speed cubers which was my favorite of all of them yeah yeah i know that one I had, was i had that one winning well, and, well that's uh, i think missed. we forget that when it comes to netflix yeah you know and, and of the 10 what did they have three at least right Something they were like they that, were yeah. they were deep in there I think they push one, like they they you know very subtly kind of tell you where they where they're at. Yeah. So this one I think is wide open. Latasha just gets my vote because I know they they had like a mural go up in L.A. Mm-hmm. And I know I know the L.A. branch tends to win, like because didn't the uh, the highway documentary you know the freeway documentary won a couple years ago in this category? Yeah. Like heaven is a traffic jam on yeah, the four hundred five right. or something like that. Right. And I'm sure the New York voters didn't give a shit about that. So, you know, if you're there, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah uh, makes sense. Yeah, live action short. This one I think is easier. Um, I have Two Distant Strangers winning. I just watched Two Distant Strangers last night, actually, and I loved it. So I moved it. I had feeling through ahead at mm. number one and Two Distant Strangers two, but uh, after seeing it, I, I moved it to number one as well. Yeah. Feeling through also heavily emailed, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, given the state of the world, it would seem like a bad look not to go to distant strangers, but it's uh, also. Right. It's also the, like, a, a, a very interesting self contained film. Um, I think it just comes down to if people watched it. Yeah. It's you the know. most timely nominee of all the nominees yeah. in any case. And they. And they don't tend to miss. I mean, if it was a documentary somehow, it would win because, you know, it would be, you know, the right yeah. people are watching. I mean, it just depends on how the branch is doing. Mm. I mean, I guess don't sleep on the letter room because Oscar Isaac is there. But I was just about to say I have two distant strangers. Number one, but letter room is my number two for exactly that reason. Yeah. I have the present number two. I usually get these wrong. Uh all the okay. short categories they kill me every year because i i overthink it <laughs> two distant strangers seems like the timely choice and because yeah. of that i'm going to go with feeling through because i enjoyed it and fair i'm usually wrong so all right either i cursed i cursed one of them there's timeliness to feeling through as well and that yeah. I, oh yeah that la- why i had feeling through number one before seeing two distant strangers was that last look on the bus the woman gives him it was mm-hmm. like I, it like it it sold me on it I mean, they certainly don't always go timely here Yeah. because, um, like, ironically, Marshall Curry, you know, so he loses documentary short for a night at the garden, right, about Hitler, where the Nazis having their their MSG convention, but then wins for, I forget the title, but it was the one about them watch the couple watching the other couple bang across their windows, (laughs) which is great. Like, it was a, it was a lovely little movie, Uh, Um, but they want, he won for that just because I guess they're like, well, we like that one, so. Though I will say, I think Two Distant Strangers is also good. It's not just like, you know, yeah. banging you over the head with its message. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. Animated short. Um, I have inadvertently gone Netflix in all three, so that will mm. probably screw me, but we'll see. 
Because I have, if anything happens, I love you. Yeah, you know, one too. Yeah, yeah it yeah. seems it it like it's a hard you one know, to ignore. Yeah, because then um, what was it? What is it? Hair? What was the one that won last year, two years ago? Hair day. Bad hair day. What it's called. Bad hair day. Like, but like you know, an animated short. If you yeah. cry, it's a good. <laughs> it's a good sign. Like you know, uh, and give or take like Dear Basketball, which I think just was also. That was an LA vote, like yeah. hardcore. Hardcore. Um, yeah, I got I mean, that one wrong. Yeah, one, I mean, Bur- yeah. I was going to say Burrow is the is the is the um, <sighs> the pseudo Pixar one because it's the Spark Shorts. They're like experimental branch. Yeah, yeah, I have those. My number two. Yeah. yeah if, if anything happens, I love you. Um, was a film that when it was done, I, I didn't tell my wife what it was going in. So when we watched it, mm. uh, it hit her hard. It hit me hard. On the couch that night. No, no, and then but then we just kind of sat there for like ten minutes after. Yeah, it really just mm-hmm. really hit you. And, and again, very timely with all yeah. the shootings oh, yeah. going on, right? So oh, like, seems like an important one. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, that's the case. Yeah. All right. So, documentary feature, one oh. of the one of the ones that I think there's a little bit of a question about. So, again, nominees collective crip camp mole agent my octopus teacher and time where are we at i'm on board with my octopus teacher i'm with you steve yeah i am as well i think it's yeah, too widely I, seen yeah I've, I've switched out to my octopus teacher though i i will caution that we don't yet know the strength of Obama with Crip Camp. You know, American Factory mm-hmm. steamrolled last year, or two years ago, whichever. And, um, you know, Collective was contending elsewhere. Mole Agent contended elsewhere. Time is probably the most timely movie. Yeah, Time's the one I think you got to watch out for here. Yeah, yeah it's my number and, two. And oddly, My Octopus Teacher is the one with the backlash, which I think is just... Wild really? that there's documentary I've, feature I backlash. Seen backlash yet on it? Um, I know, I know there are people who don't just just don't care for it. Like it's not for them. Oh, well. And then I think there's also like the Robert Hamers of the world who are like Werner Herzog never wins for the better versions of this, and you're just gonna go for the Netflix version. Cool. I guess that's great. Um, Plus the also, octopus was too handsy. Yeah. Well, I mean, the octopus has passed. Um, Wild that I, I just realized I have Netflix in every category so far. <laughs> yeah, you do. You're going um, down with the ship. I, I apparently or ignore or, the ads the on the other. website. They have nothing to do with this, I swear. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't move my octopus teacher to number one until very recently, but I I think their win combination is pretty good also. Yeah, mm-hmm. PGA, BAFTA, and now Ace. Yep. And oh. I think Critics Choice. Uh, no, Crick's choice went to oh gosh, something that's not nominated. Oh yeah, you're right. Truffle right, right. hires me or something. There's there's something that you didn't bring up about this. It plays beautifully on a TV. That's the oh, thing. Yeah. It, it, the colors oh, yeah. of it. It's, I mean, that doesn't hurt. That alone is. Yeah. It's so memorable. Yeah, you you can't you can't discount, especially this year, the things that played well on TV, which we will continue to talk about as we go. Um, but yeah, when you can not lose something especially in a year where you know actually i think it was critics choice i had i think that, i had my after critics choice and pga I, i'll double check but okay maybe, maybe um, i missed that 
because I think because somebody asked me actually, why did you predict it? Because that was what I was going to bring up. If you're not paying attention, it really doesn't seem like the number one. It seems like the five, you know, like documentary wise as a general rule. Let's see. It's actually so it's IMDb wins BAFTA, you know, nominated Ace, nominated Cinema Audio Society, Critics Choice Documentary Awards winner. Was it really? God, I yep. missed and it won awesome. uh, the Science and Nature Prize. I'm sorry. No, you're right. I'm sorry. It was it won cinematography, science and nature, lost narration, lost documentary. I did okay. not read this properly. Okay, what um, do we know what one documentary? I'm gonna look I'm, it up. I've been looking it up. I've been trying to find it, but I'm I think it was on a different night than the Yeah, than, so so my 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 wonderful yeah. group um separated the documentary awards. Yeah. And they have like the documentary awards in New York and the regular awards in in Santa Monica. Yeah. Which, you know, in a normal world was cool. I got two award shows to go to. Though, you know, one is hosted by Tay Diggs and one is hosted by one of the Property Brothers. So, you know, same thing. But I'll tell you right now. So I think... I I, I think I it was... I don't know. I, I wanted to say Truffle Hunters, but I don't know. Oh, I, I, we're, we're, or we're wrong. Or maybe Dick Johnson is dead. Yeah, it was Dick Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it was nominated. Sense. It won at Houston. Um, yeah. It won Best Score at IDA. Yeah. Um, motion Picture Sound Editor. It's, it, so it has yeah, the across-the-board like, citations. Yeah. I mean, I don't see it in, I, I don't see it unbeatable. You know? No, like I not. said, again, Crip Camp, if, if it wins, we now know that Higher Ground is like, you know, the Meryl Streep of, docu- of documentaries. And... God knows that in a normal year, like at a certain point, you might get them like campaigning. Like, you know, I will certainly go to a event Netflix throws where one or both of the Obamas will be there. Yeah. And I think like you mentioned, um, time is the timely one. And then collective was loved enough to be nominated also in the international feature category. Right. Can I, can I tell you that I, I was on the jury at Montclair and uh, I was on the documentary jury, and it was myself, Alex Billington, and uh, Carenza, oh, yeah. and yeah. uh, the only and we and we watched Collective, and we all went, eh, all right, <laughs> sort of missed the boat on that because it was Collective. Yeah. It was a documentary that was it was is it Alex Gibney? It was on HBO, yeah. the serial killer. Like she was like a profiler. Okay. And um, us kids, the one about the Parkland kids, and we gave the prize to Parkland kids. Yeah. So, whoops, missed missed the boat. Yeah, but, you know, you can do. This is a this is an interesting one. Um, so let's get a lot easier. International feature. <laughs> this one is so easy this year, which is why we're all probably going to get it wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, the irony is, you know, um, Ryan asked about favorites, and you know, we're we're splitting hairs. I think in some of these other categories so far, because they're you know largely not meant to be enjoyed. You know, yeah. they're important, they're, you know, effective, they're, they're telling a story. Another round is just kind of meant to be enjoyed. Yeah, it's a fun yeah. movie. It's a good movie, it's fun a, movie. Yeah. Solid, solid winner, and, and it is nominated for director, so. Yeah, hard, it, hard it to would, play against it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Well, not going, only that, but it is a worthy winner, I feel yeah, like, out of this category. Sure. Yeah, I, I think Netflix, you know, didn't have their didn't have the poll here that they, they did elsewhere, which is interesting. 
if you're looking for like themes, especially as you try to get up to picture, if you're trying to talk yourself into anything else besides Nomadland. Um, I know Better Days is having a bit of like a like a last minute push, but you know I think that's mm-hmm. you know you got to make an effort, but a little uh, too little too late. I think Another Round is one of those movies that people are going to be talking about in ten years. I think people, especially that final scene, is so memorable and iconic. It's going to be one that everyone remembers. A lot of times you look back and go, wait, what, what was that again? I yeah. don't think that's going to be the case here, and which is yeah. why I have it to win. Okay, that's fair. All right, song. Mm. So, Woof. I'll tell you. I'll tell you my five, my order, and I think I'm right. But who's this say? My five is Eurovision, mm. which again, fun, but not really how they go. Uh, four is Chicago Seven, because I mean, Mark and I love this movie. Do you remember the song? Nope. Exactly. Uh, three is Judas and the Black Messiah. Again, like I don't think it's a super memorable song, but it's fine. Um, so I kind of see that as the spoiler, just because, you know, if they love Judas as much as we think they do. And the two-horse race being the life ahead and one night in Miami. Does Diane Warren finally win? Or kind of oddly, does Leslie Odom Jr. win an Oscar for a song? Yeah. I'm going uh, one night in Miami as well. I think that might end up being the movie's only win, which is a real travesty. Yeah. It's the young, it's the film's only nomination, isn't it? Or no? Uh, supporting actor. Oh, that's right. Let's, let's and the screenplay. And yeah. the screenplay, yeah. Oh, well, then I'll just shut up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you were doing so well until then. I know. Close yeah. enough. Sometimes I got to wake up a little first, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I also have the uh, Miami song as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was I on agree. Life Ahead for a while. I was like, why not? Just do Diane Warren and get it over with. Um, I will but say then it, it just couldn't pick up a win. Yeah, that's. I thought it was going to be Warren all season. So I'm. I will tell you, I have three categories that I'm not 100 percent locked in with, and this is one of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of going back and forth with. Um, I can't. I switched. On. I switched late, so I think I'm. I'm staying. But yeah, it's. It is not one yeah. that I'm anticipating, like, skipping over when I give it another look. Right, Steve. Although I'd love to see uh, Husevic win. Um, I think, I don't know, you kind of convinced me. I was back and forth between The Life Ahead and yeah. uh, Diane Warren's and uh, and this one. Uh, I'm going to go with Speak Now. Fair. It just seems they're going to have to give it, they're going to have to give it something. Yeah, yeah. Too, um, too many people I mean, they don't have to, movie. but, you know. Well, they don't have to, but. They clearly told you what they thought of the direction of it and picture. So, you know, we'll see. Original score. Here's a category that um, we thought was going to be a lot more of a head-scratcher. Um, Trenton Reznor and Atticus Ross we kind of always thought were going to win Oscars this year but um, I don't think we all thought it would just be Soul like running away with this category no not this year not with uh, News of the World Minari and even Tenet which wasn't nominated there's you know not to mention wh- Mank like their other right. their other lots set of, score lots of good scores this year yeah. so so I nominally I have Terrence Blanchard at five for Five Bloods Emil Masari, four for Minari. Reznor and Ross, three for Mank. James Newton Howard, two, News of the World. And Reznor, Ross, and John Batiste, one, Soul. That seems pretty locked and loaded. Yeah, it's hard, I, to, hard to bet anything but Soul here. Yeah, I agree. I would be shocked if anything else won. And I mean, Reznor and Ross are the best of the year. So whichever one you prefer, 
So I don't think it's hard to complain either, even if you prefer the max score. So for Ryan, we should be putting out our favorites as well, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, so I I I agree. Soul's going to win it. I would prefer to see Mank, uh, but Minari was my favorite of the year by far. I think I slightly prefer Mank to Soul, but they're both great. Uh, I out of the two Trent Reznor Atticus Rosses, I do prefer Soul, and I definitely think it's got this. But um, I actually had a soft spot for the Minari score as well. I thought that was really lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah Minari's my uh, favorite score of the year as well. Just right. a couple notes of that. It totally sets the tone for the whole movie. It's like exactly. it's so effective. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. All right, here's, a, here's an interesting question. Best visual effects. <laughs> More just when we talk about favorites, because we're choosing from a slightly motley crew. But uh, yeah, the um, visual effects, I think, realistically, is between Tenet and the Midnight Sky. Though, you know, if you want a crazy upset, the one and only Ivan is, uh, you know, throwaway yeah. movie. What an upset that would be. But... Their 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 work there is crazy, and oh yeah, they did put the um, the P, the VFX people really on display. And Disney did a wildly clever thing, so they invited me to do that right to talk to the VFX people. And like that's an interesting conversation anyway, because you know they're magicians and I don't understand anything they do. <laughs> but they they split them up into two groups. And Mark, did you see the movie? No, I, uh, <laughs> you know, I haven't gotten around to that one. All right. Um, so in one of the conversations, they put Danny DeVito. Oh, boy. And in the other conversation, they put Brian Cranston. What a <laughs> smart move. Like, yeah. if you talk to these people, we'll give you movie stars. Yeah, right. Um, I, I, I made Danny DeVito fall out of his chair laughing, uh, and that made me feel very good about myself. <laughs> I would just turn a- that interview into, like, 20 minutes of talking about One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with DeVito. Yeah. That'd be about um, <laughs> somebody. Well, they had to make him look like a dog. You know, he's he's a dog in the movie, so they you know they had to map his face to put it on the dog's face. And I, I for some reason, I said they talked about like you know, and legitimately like looking for a dog that kind of looks like Danny DeVito a little bit. And I, I had said that sounds like a website from like the '90s. Dogs who look like Danny DeVito, and he fell out of his chair. Like he enjoyed that. And then oddly, awesome. Brian Cranston like did half the interview for me. It was very easy. <laughs> Like, he was the same way. He was like, I don't understand how the hell you did all this. So hang on. I've got some questions. And I was like, <laughs> feel awesome. free. Um, you get no credit, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two nominees are Mulan, not going to win, and Love and Monsters, not going to win. But I side note, surprisingly good movie. Yeah, I feel like that's one of the big kind of underappreciated genre movies of the past year. I kind of love seeing it here. It might even be my favorite of the bunch. I mean, Tenet's going to win because what? But um, Love and Monsters has a certain inventiveness and cleverness to it that you wouldn't expect from something like that. Yeah, I'm guessing you haven't watched it yet. Mark? Uh, Love and Monsters, I did not see, no. Yeah, I think you'll find it fine. I don't think it's your movie necessarily. Okay. I think you'll be shocked they got nominated yeah and i think you'll also be like it's kind of cool that they nominated this movie two of my favorite visual effects films of the year missed out here so i i'm bitter toward uh <laughs> the one and only Invis- i have Invisible Invisible man and no um really? well to me so first of all i have tenant winning here because i want my production design stat to hold up i know uh, <laughs> um and then mank and welcome to chechnya were probably my two favorite visual mm. effects I think Welcome to Chechnya would be my personal favorite. And I just, the, the importance of the visual effects and how it yeah. was used is 
Uh, I'm really surprised it didn't get in. And I guess they just didn't. I yeah. guess they they chafed at the deep fake thing. Oh God, I loved it. That was great. Which I understand. I can understand being like, I we don't want to open up that can of worms, mm-hmm. but did for all the money seem like it was happening. Yeah. yeah. Invisible Man is my big miss. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's a good one. That too. one genuinely surprised me. Yeah, that it did. Which is what in. you because it's what you kind of thought a year like this would bring. Like, if you look at the Ultimate Five, and granted, like, I think we can probably go on record saying this is probably the worst year for visual effects in, since modern visual effects, just because there weren't options, right? Um, or at least, well, you know, well, not we your traditional... Well, this category would kind of be a joke. Yeah, I mean, even so, ironically... Come on, you people. You're, you're talking... You, you, you need to do some research on this. The stuff they do is amazing here. It's just not the big in-your-face... Yeah, face. but you're still talking about the movies. So, like... Oh, the movie? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I mean, the I'm, work. Yeah, I'm just I mean, talking about the effects. Yeah, I'm not talking about no, no, the effects is... themselves. I'm just talking oh, about okay. the options as far as movies. Oh, okay. I'm Which sorry. is what makes it ironic that I think no matter what, I think any year, Tenet and Midnight Sky were getting in. Yeah. For sure. And then, you know, had Mulan been a big theatrical release, it certainly would have been less likely to get in. So, you know, and then who knows what happens in a normal year? Does one and only Ivan not go to Disney Plus? And then does it, yeah. like, somehow make $100 million out of nowhere? Hmm. Like, we're, we're looking at a world where four of the five probably could have been nominees anyway. You know, they wouldn't have necessarily been because, you know, the movies that didn't come out would probably have taken up some space, let's say. But, you know, they, they did not shy of love and monsters they didn't do the like well we have to choose from a more esoteric and smaller scale thing you know that's where invisible man even mank i mean if you see the short the short reel or whatever it's called for uh the visual effects like i didn't notice visual effects when i watched it but watching that their reel was like oh my god it's incredible what they did because it's not and 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 again like it's not all cgi like we think cgi but you know Right. visual effects or you know any special effect um that again i guess tenant is for whatever I, midnight sky is my favorite of the group there we go i said it changed my mind it's gonna it's not gonna win <laughs> Tenant's gonna oh it win. could win it won the VES. i don't think it will i know but i think vas doesn't always yeah. tie into production design i mean look tenant Tenant missed in some other areas that yeah. might have gotten in, right? Like score and sound. I mean, if you want to tear your hair out, what's the correlation between uh, Art Directors Guild and VES? Uh, yeah, good question. I'd have to look that up. If it matches the your Oscar stat, then there you go. If it doesn't, mm-hmm. then I think that helps Tenant. But in the meantime, yeah. we now have one sound category. <laughs> So adjust your scales of what is a good amount to get right, because in the past you were hoping, I think, I always hoped for 20 out of 24, right? Yeah. So is it now 19 is good? Because we only have 23 categories? Yeah, yeah. I mean, (laughs) I I may even go 18. I mean, seriously, this year it's like 17. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So the the main question here is is the sound of metal win, right? So I can think we can, I think despite the, like, I believe... Greyhound won over yeah. the weekend, one of the prizes. Still the seems machine. like the number five. Yeah, the sound editor. Oh, I don't know if it'd go five. I, I mean, have, I, I have just, a three. I think it. I think it's a very closely tied in group. You know, yeah. um, I have Mank four. Yeah, same. I have Soul three, which I guess maybe is the upset, but I just that's what I think. Yeah, News of the World two. If they're gonna, if they're looking to maybe give an award, and then I, I think Sound of Metal is gonna win, and like it is a you know very creative sound win but there's just something about that where you're like i can't trust it 
because it's not what they normally do. Maybe, but for me personally, I have trouble betting against the movie that has the world's <laughs> right. So That is a good point. That's yeah, what I, I think I have to go with that one too. And I have so yeah. much the potential upset, but it's going to yeah. be Sound of Metal. Yeah, that's yeah. what I put in my, I'm writing my final Oscar prediction manifesto for Awards Daily right now. And that's exactly what I said as well as <laughs> one of these movies has sound in the title. So yeah, yeah it's hard, yeah. hard to bet against best- that. If it was best hound, I would probably go with Greyhound, but so yeah. I'll go sound. I mean, as well. there there are no dogs in Greyhound though, so I don't even know if it will win best hound. I think Soul yeah. with its cat might be the closest you get. Um, I don't think there's I don't think there's dogs in any of those movies. Is there a dog in Mank? <laughs> there's a bunch of animals in Mank. Yeah, probably. Yeah. There's got to be one in the background, or doesn't Amanda Seyfried have one? I don't know. Maybe sure I don't. I don't a remember dog or two one. in Soul, right? I mean, it's a... No, there's a cat. I guess there must okay, be a yeah, dog the somewhere. Oh, there's a cat. You're right. There's a good cat. Um, all right. Makeup and hairstyling this is a motley category. Um, my five is Emma because sure. Emma's an Oscar nominee. My four is Pinocchio. Cause you know, again, like I think like Pinocchio seemed like very nice to look at, but beyond that, my three is hillbilly elegy, which, you know, it's the makeup they, they goddamn love to see. Yeah. Mank to Ma Rainey won. The Ma Rainey win seems like a hairstyle win a little more than a makeup win. Well, Viola Davis is yeah. caked up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I, I, see, it's not what they normally do because she's 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 made up in that you know, um, like woman of a certain age wears a lot of makeup way, and that's not normally what they just give an award for, you know. So I think it's a combination there. I think it's the the hairstyles of the time are helping a lot. Right. Um, I'm sure if you, I'm sure, you know, if there's a reel that we can watch, I'm sure they're going to show you like, no, we suddenly changed the jawline of Chadwick Boseman and all that. And, and this guy's not actually bald, you know, all the little things that they do. Right. It's undeniably like a visually interesting movie on that terms, but it's a, it is an example of like this year has generated perhaps an odd winner in the category. Yeah. I, I also have Marini. It's hard not to have it when it's winning all the things it's won um, yeah. along the way. My personal favorite um, for this one would be Pinocchio. That's where mm-hmm. I would. That's where I would vote. Yeah, I think my personal favorite's Mank. Yeah, I was about to say same thing. And uh, should have been same nominated. Here. Promising a woman. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely. For all the things that I just said about Marini, <laughs> yeah, I feel like Promising a Woman also does that. Yeah, it does. There's um, some great hairstyling in that movie. That's for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like you know, that makeup tells a story also. Yeah. Right. Which, you know, I guess maybe was lost on some of the male voters, perhaps. Why am I why am I designed to think a certain way about this character? Um but yeah, this doesn't seem like a hard category, it just seems like an unenthusiastic category. Unless somebody has a thought that uh No, it's right. yeah. feels pretty easy. I'm going Ma Rainey and, and Pinocchio as my sleeper. Fair. Yeah, I think Pinocchio could easily jump yeah. the other two, like more Oscar friendly movies. Yeah. All right. You ready for editing? Oh, kind of. I was, I was, I was, I was fine with Trial of Chicago 7 most of the season. Made the switch like two weeks ago, three weeks ago to Sound of Metal. And then Ace promptly goes Chicago 7. So, I think the father is five. I think Promising Woman is four. I think Nomadland is three, though, I mean, keep in mind who edited the film. 
and then it's uh, it's your coin flip between Sound of Metal and Trials of Chicago Seven, and and honestly, I gotta say, I I don't quite get why Sound of Metal was was doing so well here, but maybe I'm just an idiot. Also, like Trials of Chicago Seven, I can see the editing, like, and it's, and I guess if we're if we're being stupid, most editing is Chicago Seven in this category, right? For sure, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. So I mean, I guess that might be the tiebreaker for me. Because yeah. the sound, cause sound of metal's editing is tied into its sound design, right. which, is, mm-hmm. which is great and, and and clever, but also never what wins, unless I'm missing like an editing win. That's that's I think very people, much that way. I think, I think people. It, yeah, go ahead. Or go I was ahead. gonna say I think it might win if only because it doesn't seem super poised to win a lot of above the line categories. So yeah. like giving it sound, giving it editing, it sort of acknowledges sort of the technical accomplishments. So I have it winning, but I personal preference is definitely Chicago Seven, and I feel like that was the one that makes more sense. But I still yeah. feel like Sound of Metal is going to get it. Also, couldn't you say the same thing about Chicago Seven that it's not going to get a lot of above the line wins? So here's your chance oh, to d- give it something. Well, I don't think I it's don't, winning anything. I I don't have it winning anything. Oh, this is its only right. category. Like truthfully, it's it's yeah, this or nothing. This is its best shot. Which is what I think. Or nothing, then it may very well be nothing. Yeah. yeah, I think people, uh, and I'll speak for myself too, but I think a lot of us are, are looking at Whiplash as um, the reason, you know, Sound of Metals feels likely, right? And yeah. it won Critics' Choice in BAFTA, and BAFTA is the big one, right? That's uh, as much as we want to cite Ace, BAFTA is actually more accurate. And Ace has a couple winners, right, too, I think? Yeah. So the odds are more likely that if you win Ace, you win Oscar. But BAFTA actually has a more proven track record over the last decade or so. So um, hard one. This is I mentioned there's three categories: this one and, and song, and one more we'll talk about later. I'm not I'm not locked in on this yet. Uh, right now I lean Sound of Metal, but man, Trial of Chicago Seven was my favorite editing of the year. I, I mean, I, I'll be on, I'll be honest. I think the Father. Is a is a close second to the trash guy. Fa- see the father. I think. I think the production design more than the editing. Yeah, but the when editing I think of that tie, it, you know, yeah, the editing I think is what makes that movie work to tr- that in the screenplay to trick you and make you feel confused like he does, yeah. right? Which I think is like the, the best part of that film is we get to feel a little bit about what he's feeling by the way they tell it and cut it and whatnot. Yeah, it's similar to, to what the sound design of Sound of Metal was. It, it takes you into yeah. that world, into the head of this person that you couldn't experience without being in film. Yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah. The father's the father's my sleeper. It's tough between the the other two. I, I think Trial of, the, of Chicago Seven was the one that felt like editing all along. Like when you saw it, you yeah. said this is going to be nominated. Oh, it yeah. was. I think it could still win. And that. That's exactly. I mentioned earlier. I was on Trial of Chicago Seven all year, basically, and the two yeah. com- the two components that made me go there were editing and acting. Right? Yeah. The, the and you know, you kind of knew, or I like to pretend I knew, but I, I really felt strong that it was going to win SAG all along, right? And yeah. along with that, you knew it was getting the editing nomination, and hell, it's got Aaron Sorkin behind it, so you knew it was getting the writing edit- nomination. So you knew it was going to get all the key components and i'll be honest with you if it had one wga i would be picking trial and not to spoil but i'd still be on trial to probably win editing and one or two more yeah. um but that wga miss is the, what throws the biggest wrench into this whole season to me yeah we'll, we'll talk a little bit later yeah. about like some of the scenarios yep. but yeah I, I think sound of metal if it had not been an oscar nominee in picture 
I don't think you right. can make the prediction here because it's not no. that type of movie. It's close. It's 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 one A one B, whichever one you want to go. I I I I agree that that Ace is not you know the be all end all, mm-hmm. though. It happening during voting, sure, perhaps use it to be as important as BAFTA this year because right as they're making up their minds, oh editing i don't know oh trial just won okay you know that there is that sort of think that happens is it a lot no i think we overblow how much happens you know right at this moment but any vote you change is a vote you change so i gotta decide but i i think it's very close and then if you're thinking that the votes are going to be spread out you know sound of metal does still get a win elsewhere probably and they don't do you think i don't think I, I know we talk about a lot about the way that they think and i don't think they think i think they like i mean no. when i'm when i'm when i'm doing it myself i don't like let me see where i can get one for sound you know what i mean there's oh, yeah, I think no, they I just don't. go with what they like yeah like i right? i when i did my personal awards i only yeah. discovered when i think was it ryan ryan mcdermott um did the totals you know like he used to do for yeah. for all the other stuff that I gave um, the outpost like nine nominations. I was like, I didn't even realize. Like, oh, <laughs> I guess I like that movie a lot. Yeah, um, you just go with like, what you think. Yeah, though. I mean, timing-wise, mm-hmm. Netflix debuting that like um, little featurette on Alan Bumgarner right as yeah. he's about to win was a very, very interesting timing. Yeah. I, they they sense that they can win. I think a week ago. Yeah. They probably were like, all right, like right, let's just get Ma Rainey what it can uh-huh. and see if we can not get shut out with Mank and like trial just, you know, it got its nominations and, you know, we got to make sure two perfect, you know, two distant strangers wins. And like they were, you know, doing that, you know, to come away with the most wins overall kind of thing. Well, and I think something yeah. in the last week or so gave them the hint that they can they can at least try. So I think we'll that's it's a hard category. I think they also know that, you know, if they're going to win Best Picture, which I don't think they're completely out of yet, right? With yeah. Ace and SAG, they're they're going to have to win this or screenplay, right? I mean, yeah. there's a chance. Uh, you know, it's, as weird as it is, I know Clayton did something on this. You know, him and I were talking about it uh, before he posted that, that uh, we, we both thought there's a chance Trial of Chicago 7 could win Best Picture and nothing else, which would make it, I think, yep. the fourth film to ever do that. And the first um, in... Yeah, modern. Like, yeah, not, like not even modern. Just nineteen thirty-four or thirty-five, I think thirty-five. Yeah, yeah. Back to the point where we dismiss the yeah. stats. Eighty-six, like, eighty-six years ago, right? So, yeah. Uh, but there is there is that day. I, I could, yeah. I mean, I could see it on a preferential ballot with the acting branch, the the largest branch of the academy. There's a yeah. When we get up there, I have yeah. a I have a I have a thought process from talking to a couple of the voters that I want to okay. play out. Cool. Um, costume design. Another not great category, um, though not yeah. maybe as bad as we were hoping or fearing, because yeah. it did seem at one point like this is going to be the worst category of the night. Yeah, it's um, uh, you know somebody, five is Pinocchio, yeah. whatever. Okay. Yeah, four is Mulan. Again, like fine. Is it? I guess it I think one so one I have Mank, the costume. The one one of the costume designers. So I have Mank three. You know, mm-hmm. it's they, ne- they never go for guys' costumes, but Amanda yeah. Seyfried does wear a lot. Okay. I have Emma, too, because that's the closest thing to their yeah. like, traditional That's the thing. traditional, yeah. And Here then Ma Rainey, because it's winning everything. Yeah. Okay. 
can't argue too much with that order. Yeah, and like whatever. I guess Mank's my favorite, but okay, you know, they don't do that. Uh, I don't know. Mank is my favorite. I have it winning. I call it a gut feeling, but okay. I, just, right. I don't know. I think yeah. sometimes the period thing, you don't quite know what period they're in the mood for that year. Sometimes yeah. they go unexpected. Fair. Yeah. I, I have Mank in the two, the two spot as well, so I, I can see that. I, I have Ma Rainey winning. Yeah. Uh, of these five, my personal favorite is probably Ma Rainey, to be honest. I like those shoes, man. Yes, the, shoe, the, shoes, the shoes. shoes are a big, are a big <laughs> thing. I mean, I don't know that I need to stab someone, but yeah. Right? The shoes oh. are basically another character in the room. Right? I was going to say I that, yeah. Shoot. They're a character, so that works. I think I think Mark feels about the shoes the same way I feel about the Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> I wouldn't have stabbed someone over it, but I get it. Uh, we can understand, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't condone it, but I yeah. get it. Right. Um, I condone I was, it. What the hell? <laughs> that was literally my thought when I finally got that sandwich. I was like, I don't, I wouldn't have done it, but wait online for two hours, and then the guy in front of you gets the last one. Like, I understand that rage in a very real way. <laughs> I'm going, and I don't condone it for the record. Uh, yeah. Ma Rainey is, is my choice, both favorite yeah, and pick. I think Ma Rainey is a very safe winner at this point, barring a like unforeseen os- upset. But you know. It's costume. Cinematography, much more fun category. Even though usually very easy to yeah. pick who's going to win. So I think five is uh, Sean Bobbitt, but congrats, we got him nominated finally. Which, yeah, that's I, pretty uh, cool. yeah, like, it's, he's one of those guys where, like, we know he's not nominated, but when you say what he shot, you yeah. so he's got two nominations, right? Because they, they sort of inexplicably skipped him over a couple of times. So yeah. he finally got in. That's another movie, you know, obviously great on screen, but looks good on TV, like yeah. on, like a nice like HD yeah. TV. And well, that's one stills. of those movies that I think really benefited from the day and date release on theaters and HBO Max, because I think yeah. it works equally well in either format. Yeah. And in, yeah. in stills, too, I think Judas and the Black Messiah is one of the, the prettiest um, film with picture as far as pictures go. Like, I don't yeah. Know. yeah, it was a it was a it was a very did not get the, the notice that it should have, that they had such a good DP. Because if you think about the movie that it could easily be, mm-hmm. still a good movie, still probably wins Daniel Kaluuya the Oscar, mm-hmm. contends for some of the nominations it has, but could have been a little flatter looking. Because that's just not what they're worried about. But it was it's credit to everyone that they, they did go like, you know, if we had a real like ace DP doing this, like it'll hit home in a, in a, in a deeper way. And we can be a little more creative with the, you know, obviously the climactic scene, but just any of the scenes, like it just, it has a rhythm that I don't know it would have had otherwise, you know, if it was just, you know, some dude, which yeah. plenty of good movies just have some dude shooting them. Um, four is fade and pop. Michael trial, Chicago seven, surprisingly good looking film. I think that was one of the big surprises when we watched it was Sorgan can like yeah. visually direct a movie like yeah. goddamn yeah and you know second nomination for for him uh, DP and uh, again another guy who you're like wow this dude has shot everything did he do um, uh, Inside Lewin Davis no no that was yeah, uh, uh, Bruno, Bruno Del- Del- oh yeah yeah I think I get Fade and Pop Michael's nomination is Nebraska okay had cool. just missed for Ford versus Ferrari oh gosh that that's, should have been nominated yeah that's yeah. too bad and wow. Um, yeah. you guys clearly didn't listen to my interview with him, is uh, shooting the <laughs> next Indiana Jones movie. 
Is he really? Oh, cool. Yeah, he's Mangold's guy. Oh, I love Mangold. I'm in. They were. He was saying they were doing some like shot design for a couple of scenes. He's like, this is fun. Very, very cool. <laughs> I was like, so what scene? I, I didn't, but I should have been like, so <laughs> tell me more. He's like, well, there's a bunch of ants in Cape Lent. Oh, fuck. Oh, I love, I love that scene. Okay, it's fine. But I know, it's still... I'm probably, I'm probably the biggest supporter of that. that Nothing individually <laughs> in that movie is is bad. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I, nothing is like unforgivably Listen, bad, but uh, the co- okay. Did so you much. Have your eyes closed when Shia LaBeouf swinging through the vines. Not great, <laughs> not great. But it's still directed uh, no. by Steven Spielberg. Listen, but it, but it's, uh, it's the combined forces of that scene and the fridge scene and the ants and the fucking oh, aliens. All indeed. those scenes were individually like, okay, I can forgive you. You get to the point at the end, you're like, wait, I don't think I like this movie. I don't know. I, I, I was tuned know. out long before the alien showed up. I am. The, I'm gonna admit like something. My... I like the fridge scene, and when people were harping <laughs> oh, on it, I'm like, I don't, I don't care how dumb it is. That was yeah, awesome. It's it memorable. Yeah, Listen, it's, it's Indiana Jones. Where you're like, wait, they're, they're always dumb. I will. This, I will. Right. I did enjoy the. Wait, you're a teacher. Part time. Oh god, that I, was there, fun. There's a threshold of dumbness that the first three films yeah. don't quite sync to. I no. mean. I mean, in the second one, some dude pulls his dude's heart out, and the guy's still alive, right? In the well, third, no, I mean, yeah, <laughs> in the third that's one, not they quite mean... the same as like physics defying all this. I mean, like, isn't the it? Fucking scene where the tank falls down the hill and then it lands on a tree and then it falls in the waterfall and they're all fine. Like in okay. the third, in the third one, they meet some knight who's been alive for like thousands of years. So, I mean, let's. Well, it's like a ghost knight. What? <laughs> well, then in that, case... I don't mind that. What I mind is also yeah. Hitler. Right. Because these movies are so famous for having some of the best action scenes of all yeah, time. Like some I love of the them. Best like gritty chase scenes, especially. Yeah, for like sure. in Raiders and Last Crusade, especially. There's some really great sort of chase oh, scenes that God, do Raiders depend on so realistic good. physics. And they're sort yeah. of, it's amazing because they're able to do it as normal people. But when you're yeah. like, having Shia LaBeouf and Kate Blanchett sword fighting <laughs> on the back of trucks, it just becomes uh, ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Listen, it is ridiculous. I, I, the character. And the first one are, it's just one of my favorite movies and therefore movie franchises ever. So I'm, I'm, I guess more forgiving. I was, I'm probably older than most of you guys too. So I remember seeing people. Raiders in the theater and that was like, you know, Harrison Ford was Han Solo and Indiana Jones. So he was like my idol in the eighties. How disappointed were you that it wasn't Tom Selleck? <laughs> no, my mom was probably disappointed that, but yeah. I'm glad it was. <laughs> she him. refused to see it. Um, side note, since we are wildly off topic quickly, wow, no um, kidding. Sorry. You know, <laughs> this movie will probably take place in the late 60s. The new Indiana Jones? Yeah, yeah like Crystal Skull took place in 57. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. So like Check 69 could be about where it takes place. Wow. That's intriguing. Yeah. I, just, I don't know I, about you guys. I'm like actively more interested in it now that Mangold is taking over. Yeah. I feel like, I yeah. like it. Yeah. I like it, and I, I'm 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 willing to bet good money that I that Harrison Ford says damn hippies at some point in this movie. Oh, I bet they I bet they kill off the character too. I, I bet it's a Han Solo. Either kill seven. off or at least properly retire because they yeah. almost retired him in the last one, and then they pulled back at the last second. Yeah, I, yeah, I bet they, even they were off. like maybe not Shia. <laughs> maybe well, not. They made a good call in that regard, but yeah. maybe not. Uh, they do need to find his like apprentice though. Maybe not Mutt. I'm just hoping it doesn't feel like because I think the Last Crusade, the ending there was one yeah. of my favorite endings of, oh, yeah. of a series ever. Yeah. And then 
they dug it up at the body and they revived it. <laughs> Just please don't don't make this a, a double mistake. Listen, it could close have been worse. It, close it well. We yeah. could have been watching Indiana Jones Five with Mutt, Le- Mutt Williams. Yeah, it's like it's like Rocky Five. How like Rocky Four yeah. ended on a good enough note to like let's close it there, and then Rocky Five just oh my god. I like All right, anyway, back, let's get back to cinematography. Five. Yes, so number three, <laughs> Darius Wolski, News of the World. Um, again, like rock solid cinematographer. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ridley Scott's guy, I believe, often. Um, okay. Number two, Eric Messerschmidt, Mank. The newcomer of the group. That's his first film, with, right? Uh, Nomadland, Joshua James, Richard Jim. Eric um, mm. did some Mindhunter. I was just about to say, I, I saw him in the credits of a few episodes of Mindhunter. Yeah, that's how he got, you know, work. And he worked on other Fincher films. Okay. You know, not as DP, but like worked on Gone Girl and things like that. So, and they're they're working on something new coming up. So, I, I that was a great Welcome to the Club nomination. And Joshua James Richards, obviously, also a first timer in Nomadland. Um, I believe I remembered his name from like the Spirit Awards over the years, mm-hmm. and maybe he also did the Rider, right? I do not remember. Probably, I would guess that he did the Rider. I but... would guess so as well, but I don't know for sure. Which, which, if if so, almost certainly got him a Spirit Award nomination. Um, yeah, we're still waiting on ASC, but I think we can all kind of safely say you know, Land is winning. Likely. I think Nomad yeah. Land's got this. It's not my favorite of the group, but yeah. it's just been so consistent. No, my favorite group is probably Mank. Yeah, I would say Mank. Although I want to give a shout out to Judas because, like yeah. you said, it, it pops in a way that it wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily expect it. Like to. the shine on the cars and stuff yeah. like that. It's yeah. just like ooh, you know, I, part uh, of that is I like see to it. Yeah, part of that is obviously we have televisions now that are you know yeah. better than some of the movie theaters we're going to. But right. still, yeah, 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 the neon shining through the raindrops in the windows and yep. stuff like that. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's little touches that you're just like, I appreciate the, the like the look of this film more than I think I intended to. Yeah. But I, I think Nomad, you roll on all Yeah, Nomad Land right. winning too. I, I would say my personal Tenet. favorite of the year uh, and this might not this might not be popular, but I'm gonna say my favorite was Tenet. I like I mean, it's like, a lovely looking movie. It just yeah. doesn't make a lick of sense. <laughs> I know, but I still love it. <laughs> Damn it. Fair. Um here, so production design for Mark's uh, stat. Mm-hmm. We've well, the, got the stat is more visual effects stat, but I know you know how it ties to production design. Yeah, exactly. Go so you got your nomination there is what you need. Yes, you? correct. Which is to say, Tenet is nominated. Um, my yeah. ranking is News of the World Five, The Father Four. Though God, that would be a cool win. Yeah, that's a good one though. Tenet Three. You know the scale is there, but again, like there's a, just a fucking city in Russia that doesn't exist that just uh, all right cool fine great whatever <laughs> um, they're fighting backwards I guess it's cool still don't really get it stop it um Ma Rainey too and then I think this is where Mank gets its win yeah yeah I agree yeah like Ma Rainey doesn't really have a production design to me uh, like, that's the problem with these with these staged things that are not yeah it's all production design though right it's I mean, all production that's... design but yeah. it's also you know, it's not subtle. Yeah, like Ma Rainey is kind of like a black box situation, yeah. which right. is fine. Like it's interesting. Yeah, and I think the visuals, and I think um, the DP does a very good job of 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 showing you space. And you know, I don't love the like one or two times they walk outside that that screams like we're not a play anymore. But you know, that's <laughs> small that's... small complaints. But yeah. like the father, you know, I'm sure on stage 
you know, they, they either rotate the, the set to one of the four, you know, spots or they dim the lights for a second, whatever they're doing to, to change it around. Like, I think they did a lot more with their setting, you know, mm-hmm. but that's, you know, I'm not original in saying that the father did a lot with its production design. But yeah, does anyone not think Mank? No, I, I think Mank. Mm. I think my favorite of the, you know, are we just doing favorite of the nominees or favorite of the year? Favorite of the, of the nominees, but if you have a not nominated favorite, you're welcome to mention it. Yeah, I, well, not nominated. I, I loved, and I can never say this name right, but I think it's La Llorona, um, a foreign film from yeah, Guatemala, yeah. That, or I'm sorry, the international film from Guatemala that somehow missed the Oscar nom there. Of the five nominees, I think The Father or Mank would be my favorite. Those are both good Same. choices. Same. Same here. Nothing wrong with Tenet. Um, yeah. Quickly, we want to say Soul for Animated and move on? Or does someone have Wolfwalkers yeah. winning? No. Wolfwalkers. I, I actually, I'm going with my gut and I'm going to say Wolfwalkers. I just see more. Wow. Yes. Okay. Wow, two. two. Thank you. Oh my gosh. All right. Interesting. All right. Overturning this right now. Listen, I'm right. rooting for you. I think I think Soul is probably more likely, but if Wolf Walkers does sneak in, I want to be able to say I called it. God, I, I will be rooting I thought for I'd that. be the only one. Big time. <laughs> Good luck, guys. Um, Soul, I believe, is obviously going to win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite game. of the nominees, uh, Onward, I gotta say. Oh, I love Onward as well. Wolf Walkers is my favorite. I didn't, Wolf Walkers is one of the two oh, movies this year cool. that I was like, I didn't get it. See, that's how it was with Over the Moon, man. I, everybody was raving about that one. I just... Meh. Over the Moon is fine. Like, it starts out really nice. And I like the yeah. music. When mm. she gets over the moon, then I don't remember <laughs> anything that happens. I know they're they're running around on the moon. Yeah. It's literally at that moment when she launches up and she's th- that song, Rocket to the Moon. And then you're like, yeah. oh, who cares anymore? It was such a beautiful movie for the first 30, 20 or 30 minutes. And then it falls apart. Girl, there's an animated short. Like, just that half hour. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It wins. The big eight. Dun, dun, dun. Adapted screenplay. Ooh. My number five is The White Tiger. Another movie I didn't get. I didn't care for that. Yeah, movie I, didn't, I didn't either. Yeah. I think we're the only two. <laughs> um, I mean, cool that Ramin Barani has, a, has an Oscar nomination. Yeah, so I'm not sure. going to, I don't yeah. begrudge that. Like I, He's just done so much better work. It's hard to yeah. think about yeah. this one. You can pretend it's like, we remember 99 Homes. Yeah. Which, also a great movie until the end. Like that, that movie falls apart. But I like him. Uh, somehow, my, my almost all season winner has now become number four in Kemp Powers' One Night in Miami. Like, again, couldn't buy a win. Number three is the uh, 75 people who wrote Borat. Um, I don't think it's going to win, but they like that movie more than I expect. Um, and now number two is the father, Christopher Hampton and Florian Zeller. They got that that BAFTA win. Yeah. That threw but a wrench in things. Just a little bit. And then Chloe Zhao, Nomadland. Um, which, I mean, I don't think anyone would lose any sleep if she doesn't win three Oscars. Like, how hardcore of a Chloe Zhao fan do you have to be to be like, she needs all three. Technically, she needs the fourth for editing. Like, at a certain point. <laughs> well, I mean, they've done that before. Don't forget, we're not that far removed from Bong Joon-ho getting four back-to-back. That's true. I don't think two years in a row is likely. But yeah. I'm not willing to predict the upset here. 
Yeah, I don't. I think uh, you know. I think part of what helped Parasite again was that SAG win, right? The biggest branch of the Academy's yeah, yeah. actors, so they loved it, and they, I mean, they were standing. They gave it a standing ovation at SAG. So I, this is, uh, you know, this is this is where maybe you know, this is where you need about a year and a half ago, whoever was the um, Paramount person handling trial before they moved it to. Um, you know, Netflix to have come to Aaron Sorkin and gone, Hey Aaron, remember when you wrote a, like a quick little book about this? He's like, no, I didn't know. I guess you did. And they hand him a book that he didn't write that they claim he did. And then suddenly it's an adapted screenplay. Cause what a race that would have been. No Medland trial in adapted. Yeah, that would have been close. Cause we just didn't really have, we never really had an adapted race. Like it kind of just never evolved. Which is sort of another unintended consequence of the year. There was no real abundance of adapted titles. It was always a rough category. Yeah. Yeah. I have, uh, I have Nomadland winning. I've got One Eye Miami as an upset, but I recognize that that's more like wishful thinking than anything else. Yeah, that's my preference. <laughs> it's my it's my personal pick, but it's I, I have Nomadland and The Father is is my upset. But, yeah, yeah. Same same for yeah. me. I I think uh, in the screenplays, I think the WGA really had a chance to make this year interesting and they kind of took that away in both categories i think right with borat winning adapted you know if that would have gone to one night in miami we'd have a race on our hand or uh well actually the father wasn't eligible i don't think neither was no man right so that was one night in my that like basically took one night Miami. yeah they took a they they kind of took the cop out of like we 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 don't have the front runner so we'll just go for the fun one that's not going to win and provide no help yeah which you know I don't say I, I, I don't think I blame them. Like I might have done the same thing, you know, but yeah, you're, you're a guild. This is your, this is your thing. Like yeah. you're the ones who are supposed to tell us what's going to happen. Not like critics choice. Right. Though again, please keep sending me things. I, I love everything. <laughs> um, yes, please. Yes, exactly. Um, original screenplay. My number five is sound of metal. Love that Derek C and France is an Oscar nominee. And I'm going to keep saying it. Uh, number four, our uh, our friend Keith Lucas. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah. I mean, not gonna win, but again, like, good nomination still. It's, and, it's an awesome. Well, that's the thing I feel about most of Judas's nominations is even if it's not likely to take more than supporting actor, it's awesome that it's just recognized across the board like this. Yeah, and this is also, you know, we heard a little bit about how that screenplay came about, like Keith told us um you know to be able to it's basically three scripts you know like that have kind of been sort of cobbled together but it all flows pretty seamlessly yeah like that's that's i think something that i'm glad they recognize that you know keith and kenny wrote a william o'neill movie that we'll never see but seems like it was interesting you know they i mean they were pretty clear we wanted to write black departed right so yeah like what a cool idea, but also probably not a movie that ever gets nominated, right? That's a movie that doesn't go to Warner Brothers. It you know if it comes out, it's small, and you know we like it, but no one sees it. And then Will Burson is working for years on like a more traditional Fred Hampton biopic, which again I think might be slightly radioactive. Like even like Keith Keith said, the reason you don't know as much about him is the whole like communist thing. Like it throws a huge wrench into this like could be american like hero you know why do we know more about like medgar evers than than fred hampton and it's the communism thing it just 
rubs people the wrong way. But then to take those two stories and make a compelling, you know, thriller as much as anything about it is, uh, you know, whatever. We've talked about it a lot. It's not going to win, but it's a great nomination. Number three, Minari. Uh, again, it's the other, you know, I didn't get it award. Like, I think it's fine. Oh, I know you, everyone else loves it. I just, it was good. It, but it, what makes it better than, you know, any other movie that like gets nominated at the Spirit Awards? Everything. Ah, oh, yeah. You're so <laughs> here. It's such a good, it's so deeply felt. It's uh, like, yeah, I, exactly. I would be in a happy place if it beat Nomadland for picture. I know oh, it won't, God, but yes. I would be totally content mm-hmm. with that. Oh, it is uh, my I'd number lose, nine, preference-wise. I, I would lose my picture. Oh, wow. I mean, again, There's only it's eight good. nominees. I know. <laughs> I just wanted to see if you noticed. Wow. Um, you hate it. But no, I, I it, listen, if it won, I wouldn't be upset. It was just my, my least favorite. I don't hate anything in the lineup. It's the one that I'm like, it would probably make me watch it again. So there you go. Um, and then, yeah, Sorkin is number two and Emerald Fennel number one, which, you know, I, people were you know, maybe getting a, t- a touch bored with the idea of Promising a Woman as the front winner, but take a minute to admire like how cool that win is. Yeah. Great like, movie. You know, remember how, like, we all love that her one original screenplay yeah, because, yeah. like, fuck, they never do that. Like, this is that yeah. again. We're just we're getting spoiled yeah. because, like, Parasite wins last year. Like, we're starting to get spoiled with their, their recognizing, like, truly original screenplays as opposed to, like, you know, the biopic that's not written based on a book. Right. You know, like, I love Sorkin. But, like, yeah. Trials of Chicago 7 on paper is, like, clearly what wins every single year. It's just it's yeah. the dialogue, man. That's what that's the problem. Like Promising Young Woman for me was, you know, probably the most original film of the year, and I and and I like it even a little bit more than Trials Chicago Seven. But God, the Trials Chicago Seven, the the dialogue is just written so. I, I love his I love his yeah. dialogue, man. I don't know. It's, it's got tough. a rhythm to it. Yeah, and I, it's and again, this is where WGA. If you know, if Promising Young Woman's BAFTA and. Trash Chicago Seven wins WGA. We have like a legitimate race, not only here, but then picture becomes really interesting as well. And now we got like Emerald Fennel like pulled the sweep. Like she won yeah. almost everything. Which is, like again, WGA BAFTA. I, no issues. And no. and also I love the fact that they you know they looked at you know a first time director and writer who like you know show ran a show, mm-hmm. which is cool, but like. How often does that turn out to be like Noah Hawley? And then you got like, um, what did Pale Blue, what was the movie? Pale Blue Dot Pale turned Blue into, Dot, yeah. but it's not what it came out as. What was the name of the movie? Oh, no. Yeah. It was um, Lucy in the Sky. Was that yeah, it? yeah. Lucy in the Sky. Like that's the movie you get way more often. Yeah. And instead you got this, which is amazing as compared to like, you know, essentially poet laureate <laughs> Aaron Sorkin. Though, you know, Aaron Sorkin's my favorite screenwriter, but I'm I'm happy to have him, you know get nominated and not win in this scenario. Like, you know, there's nothing wrong with spreading the love. Uh, right. But yeah, yeah promise- I've got a, I've got promising young woman winning as well. Same thing. Um, I will say Chicago seven does have the best speaking of the dialogue. It does have the best line of the year, yes. which is when they're talking about how all the cops infiltrated the movement. And the one guy's like, do you think it's possible that seven uh, activists led 200 undercover cops in protest last year? Yeah, there's so many amazing lines in the movie. There's that, and then, you know, my personal favorite is still, you know, how do you, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but how do you, you know, peacefully overthrow your government? He goes, in this country, we do it every four years. Yeah. Which, again, I said they should have ran an ad for, just followed by Biden-Harris. Um, like, for a <laughs> month. like, 
That's exactly what you should do. Um, but yes, I, I would be shocked if it didn't win. Cool that Promising Woman wins. My favorite movie. We get in. Fantastic. Supporting actors. I double up and Fennel there. Yes. Should we, do you want to say what our favorite screenplays were? Oh, my, my, my favorite movie of the year was Promising a Woman. So that, that yeah. solved that one pretty quickly. What about um, Adapted? Um, adapted, One Night in Miami, of, the, of that lineup. Uh-huh. Script-wise. I'd, I'd go The Father in Trial. All right. Same here. I'd go uh, The Father in Miami, Miami in Trial. The Father in Minari. None of you picked it. Oh, I mean, what? Yeah, I mean, it's probably my yeah. third favorite. Yeah, fair. I think it's, it's more up, performances it's up there for me, and... but the screenplay isn't necessarily. Yeah, the thing I love the most. Yeah. Right, right, right. All right. Yeah. Well, here you'll have your moment. Supporting actress. Uh, <laughs> my five is Amanda Seyfried. Um, love her in it, but you know, again, can't buy a win. Right. Olivia Coleman, the father. At four, Glenn Close, three, which. God, could they have just not nominated her and, and as opposed to putting us through this annoyance again? Um, not that there was that many better people, if we're being realistic. Right. Like, yeah. It wasn't that you know, category. I would have preferred Jodie Foster, let's say, or, you know, like Helena Zangle would have been interesting, but it's not like they missed. And it's not like Seafried or Bakalova missed, in which case you're like, you could have like, like real good first timer. So yeah, I have Bakalova too. And uh, Minari Grandma is going to win an Oscar. Yeah, I have I have Yoon as well winning. Yeah. I I do have Glenn Close too because I think if there's any upset here because she Yoon seems to well, have, it's, a th- it's it's one ran, two three yeah. yeah she seems to have ran away with it and, and you know winning basically everything except Critics Choice. Um, so I you know she seems like such a strong front runner that then I look at it and go okay if anybody was to upset her how would they do it and Glenn Close would do it because she's yeah. Glenn Close yeah and has so she's on the that. other side of that so often so. Yeah, so you know, could be could be Glenn Close, but feel like it's you. Yeah, I mean, I I wonder how much of it has to do with, and again, I don't think voters think this way, but if you're tuned into like Hollywood and you know what what her slate, you know, like if you're like a fan, you know, when she was up for the for the wife, they were already talking about like, oh, if she doesn't win for that, she's got Sunset Boulevard coming, and that's yeah, still right. the case. I wonder if. You know, there are enough holdouts who are just like, well, that's the one. Like, because, you know, unless you're you're delusional, you're aware that the last two (laughs) movies have not been like, you know, maybe the best movies. You can think she's great in them. Right. And like, I I don't love her in The Wife. I think that movie is like turned to 12 when it needs to be at like four. Um, Also, I I guess the twist five minutes in, I was like, I got to wait 100 minutes for this part. Like, come on, just get there. (laughs) Um I do think she's pretty good in Hillbilly Elegy. It's so not what? her. It is not yeah. her fault that movie is, you know, yeah. thoroughly mediocre and more Trumpy than I would like. And I guess a lot Trumpy now that we know that JD Vance is a nut. Yeah, I think the nomination here is is deserving. Yeah, yeah. If she won for this, I think you'd have to view it as a career win more than anything. But it's a fine performance. Yeah, and and you know, I guess if you're someone who looks at Yoon and goes, she doesn't look like a winner to me, which translate that as you see fit. I guess your, your preference then turns the Glenn close, mm-hmm. you know? Potentially. Um, yeah. I have uh, Yoon winning as well. I think she's just got all the groundswell. And yeah. although we know they don't think this way, it would, it's the most likely shot that Minari has of getting anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I hear the argument for Glenn close. I think there was more, 
push for her getting that career win for like her last two nominations than I think there is for this one. Mm-hmm. I think it'll happen one day, but I don't see it happening here. Yeah, I mean, Bakalova is still my two. Yeah, I have um, Bakalova's two as well. I think but there is that yeah. thing where you just can't get over the fact that like they're not going to give a first time actress. Yeah. Well, essentially first time actually like a nomination for the Borat sequel. Don't, don't oh, they did. And a pack win. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, they're not going to give the win. Oh, wait, you know, they. so it's not like unprecedented, but I just, I, I, if they do, that's when you go like, but Amanda Seyfried was just as good, you know? Um, but, you know, whatever. Let's, we're, we're so close. Let's keep going. Uh, sporting actor, very easy. Everyone say Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya, and I'm very excited about it. Hell okay. yeah. I will quickly yep. just say my my order is Racy, Stanfield, Odom, Cohen, Kaluuya. And that seems like the order. Same, same. Um, preference, I guess, Kaluuya. Oh, yeah. Definitely Kaluuya. That's my favorite performance of the year. Same. Yeah, Kaluuya all around. All right, cool. Because we need to spend a couple minutes on Best Actress. <laughs> In fact, you know what? Yeah. We'll come back to it. Let's do two, two easy categories first. Actor. Everyone say Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. Boseman. All right. Um, Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> my order is... Oh, he was great. No respect for the dead. God. No, no, I, I know, mean, but I mean, like, I don't, I, I don't like. I, I'm kind of like Ryan. I don't like a category that just is decided. Yeah. Well, I in get advance, it. it's. I, I mean, let's have a real I'm, vote. I, I. So the thing that separates this for me is I think he's legitimately very, very good in the movie. Um, yes. Yes. Now, if it had been, like, kind of a shrug, and they were starting to do it, like, let's, like, okay, James Gandolfini is good in enough set, right? But had he been nominated. I could have got behind it just because, okay, whatever. But if he was winning supporting actor that year, you got to, at some point, you're like, guys, come on. Yeah. Um, because, listen, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but Chadwick Boseman is not going to know he won an Oscar. You're not going to, you're not, you're not disrespecting him if you vote for someone else. Like, that's not how this works. And also, just not how award giving works in general. But, you know, this is legitimately um, a performance that is worthy of an Academy Award. So. Well, I think that's what pushes it over the edge for me, because I'm not a huge fan of that movie. But the performance is just so powerful that it it, it does transcend that, I think. it's You know, I felt the same way about Heath Ledger for The Dark Knight, where, like, he would have had a legitimate shot at winning regardless of what happened to it. Oh, yeah, it would have been a more fun race, because you would have yeah. seen the excitement of, like, oh, he's going to win, or... You know, just the campaigning of like, oh, we're gonna hear the craft of the of playing the Joker. Sure. Though there is a small possibility he could have fucked it up for himself. Oh you know? yeah. Well, yeah. He always because look at look look at like look at like Joaquin Phoenix last year. How you know dead dead said it was <laughs> it was gonna happen, and every time he talked about it, you're just like, well, yeah, I don't love that, but all right. I think I think when Bozeman wins. I think you you probably have some people that say, you know, I wonder what would have happened if he was alive or whatever. But I think I think this, along with Kalia, I think Bozeman's win is my favorite of the year. So um, yeah, I think it's a I mean, deserving win. Yeah, my my order here is Oldman, Yoon, Riz, Ahmed, Anthony Hopkins, Chadwick Bozeman. I yeah, think I that's pretty close order. to right. Um, and I think that's also my preference order, more or less. I, but, um, my favorite performance of the year was Ben Affleck. In the way back, but like Bozeman and Hopkins and Ahmed and Riz Ahmed were like two, three, four. I am, so, I am no shocked issues. that a Ben Affleck performance is your favorite. It uh, is the only one that has ever been my favorite of the year. <laughs> oh no, oh, no, Chasing Amy! Come on, I'm sure there was a better one that year. I, I love I him still in Chasing remember Amy. Vividly, right, that right. he got snubbed so hard for uh, Hollywood Land. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, I liked him in Hollywood. Yeah. I think great he in Hollywood. Was a, I think he gave a better performance than all five best supporting actor nominees that year. Yeah, that's, no, a, that's right. one of his best. I think. I, I will I, say they 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 yeah. they do miss the boat on him. They do. You know, I think I think the town well, the town was his best. The town. I mean, the town well, no, I meant. Phenomenal. I loved it. You know, he has that thing that I think the you know attractive men sometimes have, which is you know especially given it. some of yeah I know. I know, Mark. You and I have this problem a lot, right? Um, but you know, like you, I'm never nominated. Yeah, especially for um, actors who kind of move towards action hero, you know, hunky romantic comedy guys. They they start to shrug you off just a little bit, and then when you're good, it's like, well, okay, but you're supposed to be good because, like, in a bubble, Goodwill Hunting is beloved by the Academy oh, that year, right? Gosh, yeah. Why is he not a supporting actor nominee? Whatever your favorite scene of the year is, there's a fair chance he's in it. You know, like... Well, over the, Robin Williams? I'm not to win, but, like, they certainly... For a movie, they, they nominated, what, eight times? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine nominations for that film. You're telling me they couldn't have thrown a tenth at a at supporting actor? Uh, when? So, look, look at... Are you telling me? Okay, so Robin Williams wins. I, I think he's thing. terrific in the movie. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's such a good performance that you need to force two actors. I don't think from it the will be forced into the category. Yeah. I uh, so look. Robin Williams wins. Burt Reynolds was number two. If Greg Kinnear and Robert Forster were in, I think Anthony Hopkins and Homicide easily swapped out. But whatever. Oh, you can't take Kinnear out. So take yeah. Forster out. Exactly. So. We uh we might be losing uh, Steve for a minute in a minute. So here, let's do actress now. Yeah. All right. Vanessa Kirby's not going to win. Oh, no. that's my she personal favorite. Though for the the just wild chaos of it all, win with nothing. But that's not how the world works. Um, she's great. It's not going to happen. Andrew Day is my four. Ooh. I don't think it's going to happen because mm. if you're looking at a bubble, she has a Golden Globe win. It's the most useless win you could possibly have. And I get it. it. It did a great job to get her nominated. But that was also, you know, everyone has an argument you can make for and against. Yeah. And if you want to make the argument against, she won in an upset right as the Golden Globes and the Hollywood Foreign Press Association was being told they're wildly racist. You know, so even if that only swung one vote, you know, in a very close race that was at least somewhat of a factor. You know, you could also make the case conversely that why didn't that benefit Viola Davis? So it's not a foolproof argument, obviously, and it's right. not necessarily my argument. It's just a thing. But I have her four. I have Francis B. Norman at three. If you're if you're on her side, winning BAFTA right at the perfect time. If you're not on her side, she won BAFTA because they yeah. didn't have a choice. <laughs> BAFTA you can throw out, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Now you get to the two who I think it's truly between. You got Viola Davis, you got Carrie Mulligan, and I have not made up my mind, I gotta say. Um, if you're on the Viola Davis train, you know, deserves a second Oscar, won her first one supporting, though I think that's a nonsense argument, but people always love that argument. Um, you know, one SAG, which is, again, it's the actor's group. If you're not on her train, SAG is also the Viola Davis fan club. And they have, how many SAG wins does she have in TV? Like 30? Like, you know, she's there Meryl Streep. And that's, you know, maybe that takes a little bit away. 
And then was she number two anywhere else? You know, because that's the argument I make with Carrie Mulligan. If you're in her corner, she was probably number two everywhere that she didn't win, right? She won most of the critics' prizes. She won the big critics' prize. She won Critics' Choice. She's the, you know, in a bubble on paper, you know, the most, you know, like basically designed for the win right now. In the right age group, has a previous nomination, doing in a movie that that is up for Best Picture, going to win an Oscar somewhere else, you know, above the line. So it's a weird situation. Everything that you can make a, a case for has an, you know, an anti an anti-case for and kind of then bleeds over into everyone else. So I'm, I have Mulligan today. I will probably have Viola Davis by the end. If for no other better reason than I prefer Carrie Mulligan. And if I'm wrong, I at least want to be happy. So where are we at? I'm on, uh, I'm on Carrie Mulligan. I don't know. It just, in so many points in this season, you kind of just have to go with your gut because some of the statistics are out of the window for one reason or another. I think Viola Davis is a phenomenal actress who will definitely get a second Oscar at some point, but I don't think it's necessarily for this one. I think maybe for me, the fact that Ma Rainey wasn't nominated for Best Picture edges that out ever so slightly. Maybe. Yeah, I think it's the, the two, Davis and Mulligan, are the only options. I've had Mulligan at the top of my list all year. Um, and I'm just going to stick with it to the end. I don't yeah. 100%, 100% believe it, but you know what? That's life. My favorite. I was Make it I happen. was that way, but I think I'd rather either be right or happy. Yeah. And I'm willing to split that's and not the, be happy. That's the hedge bet, yeah, right? That's true. Uh, yeah. I do that a lot as well, where it's, I'm between the two, so let me go with the one I'm not rooting for so I can hedge. Um, I mentioned at the top that there's three categories I'm not complete with. Song. Uh, I think the other one's editing, and then, yeah, lead actress is my third. So um, I'm between Davis and Andre Day. Those are my one two. I think Mulligan's third right now. You have to go back to 1985 to find an Oscar winner for lead actress that didn't win either SAG or the Globe. Um, On top of that, I really think in, you know, in this year, um, it's time to have a second black actress Oscar. And I know I mentioned, I don't know that they think certain ways, but I think that's something that's on minds. And I think that's yeah. something you hear about a lot. And then with what happened with the globes and whatnot. So, I mean, conversely to that, yeah, having two nominees does complicate that. Just a it little does. Bit. It does. Right. So yeah. which, which one, and because of that, I, I think that's why I'm right now with Viola because, you know, um, Viola might be the, Best black actress of all time. I know she she's the record holder for the most Oscar nominations now with four. Yeah. Um, so it would make sense to get her in that lead conversation as far as like history is concerned. Um and, and she might not have a better chance to do so than now when it's kind of wide open. So I mean, I think I mean you, you obviously don't want to think about like preference in terms of like voting, but you know, it doesn't it like I, I she's been better is my thing. Like this isn't my favorite performance of hers. Mm-hmm. so you have to work with that a little Same. bit um like she's a little bigger than the movie needs like i feel like chadwick boseman is the perfect pitch for the movie right. but she's she's a little broad like she's she's going to 11 when maybe nine would be fine um mm, i think her character and, needs to be 11 she's high yeah. maintenance. Yeah. no i think it's it's the right for the character i just think performance yeah. wise it's not like 
you know, it, it moves a shade away from like, give that an Oscar to like, um, it's good. Like nomination wise. Great. Like, I don't know. I just, this year clearly was, was a little different for me in terms of like subtleness considering my favorite performance of the year was Sydney Flanagan, which is, you know, she's at, she's at a one when everyone yeah. else is at a 10. Well, Kirby's, um, Kirby's my favorite. So I, I feel, yeah, I feel you. She's only one of the five that hasn't won anything. So All right. she won fair Venice. Enough. She won Venice yeah. if that matters. Well, if we're going favorites, I'd have to go Mulligan just personally. Yes, Mulligan is my favorite of the group. Director, we can all say Chloe Zhao, right? Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. I, Fincher will get a career one at some point, and I think for a long time we thought it might be this year, but it, there's just not the there's just not the momentum behind it. Yeah, it'll happen. He's two right now. I have Emerald Fennel three, really? Isaac Chung four, Vinterberg five. Okay, I think it's yeah. between again. It's kind of the same argument I made in Actress. I think this is Zhao or Fennel because um, yeah. I think it's a year where oh, no, a woman. She, I might move her up to two, yeah. and like, goddamn, if there's an upset, what an awesome upset! If yeah. Emerald Fennel wins, that would director. be cool. Actually, yes. and I actually have uh, Lee Isaac Chung as my number three. I, I just don't think this is the year for. Oh, Fincher I think Fincher. Here, but... I think I think yeah. there's a chasm in terms of whoever wins, and then Fincher. Yeah. And I probably will move Fennel up to two. But. Fincher, Fincher was my year year in advance prediction though. I did have Mank winning picture Same. and director going in. So. I had Chicago Seven, I think, winning really? year in advance. Oh, cool. Yeah, I mean, well, I was I was like, this yeah. sounds like yeah, made for, for sure. Oscar. Yeah, I think well, that was either my two or like three. pretty safe bets. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and and yep. favorite is Fincher or Fennel. Yeah, my favorite. My favorite is probably the Isaac Chung. I was just Fair. about to say, I think that's my favorite as well. Yeah, I and I think Steve would say uh, Vinterberg. I know he's big on Could another be. round. He's a big one on that. Yeah. on another round. Right. Justice, justice for Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, oh, very much so. Here's my picture rankings as of today, subject to change. Hmm. Number eight, The Father. Hmm. Seven, Sound of Metal. Six, Mank. Hmm. Five, Judas. Four, Minari. Three promising woman, and then two trial of Chicago seven. Nomadland wins. So we have the same five, top, you know, same order for the five, and the same three, obviously in the bottom three, just a little different yeah, order. But yeah, the bottom three don't matter. Yeah, I think if you know a lot of people, I've been seeing on the internet a lot of people, a lot of people prom- promising young woman as the spoiler, but man, I I don't know how you go get there, right? Like trial of Chicago yeah. seven. With that SAG win and now the ace win, I get that it missed WGA. And again, if it had one WGA, I would be, I would still be predicting Trial Chicago Seven to win. I think that's well, the difference that WGA gave me with confidence. I wouldn't be confident about picking Chicago, yeah. but I would, I would still be picking it because I would think writers, editors, actors. I, I would take that three. I mean, that's pretty similar to what Parasite just did. Against oh, yeah. 1917, yeah. What are so. you What are you going to war with? You know, right. that's that's where we're yeah. we're looking at. Uh, right. When we're just talking about actress, everyone except Kirby is going to bat with one thing, none yeah. of which is enough to win. Right. But without you that, know. without that WGA, I think it, it does make trial hard to pick. Uh, yeah. You know, and then of course with Sorkin missing director, that's another yeah. strike. So. Well, that's it's, the thing. You gotta. They, yeah. There's the things that are strikes against in picture yeah. don't have asterisks like an actress. Yeah. You know. Like we were talking about, there's an asterisk. So like right. SAG, 
should be great, right? But they love Viola Davis, so put a little asterisk there. BAFTA should be great, but they did their bizarre fucking nominating thing. Right. And, you know, there wasn't a competition there, so put an asterisk. Globe, there's a little bit of an asterisk. Also, it's it's a slightly smaller field. You know, having nothing, that's clearly a warning sign. Critics' choice, it's, it, there's not crossover. But, you know, if you're a Mulligan fan, that didn't, there's nothing to negate that. You know, in, in picture, that's how everything is. Right. Nothing negates what happens. What happens, happens. And, you know, PGA going for Nomadland, I think, was a big sign because yeah, it's, not their, it's not their type of movie. That's when I switched to Nomadland yeah. was PGA. Cause that, so I had several theories all season long, like I mentioned, about SAG missing and, and yep, hitting I thought PGA, and PGA SAG would be. I thought PGA yeah. might have been Mank. I SAG just, would be in Trial. I just didn't see Nomadland doing well on a preferential ballot. was, again, yeah. all along why I kept Trial in front of it was the actors aren't with it. I don't really see it as a strong preferential ballot contender, and I was I was wrong because that's what PGA uses as well. I thought PGA yeah. honestly was going to go to Promising Young Woman or Minari. I don't know. I was why. thinking. I don't know. I why. was hoping. Well, that's yeah. the thing. So, the the focus people for the longest time thought they had a chance that they you know yeah. obviously yeah. if you look in a bubble like it's probably the most discussed film of the lineup. Not now. Yeah. Now it's Nomadland because we've decided it's a movie about Amazon. Um, but that's, that's another now issue. streaming on Hulu. Right. Yeah. Now streaming on Hulu, the movie about Amazon. Right. Um, but yeah, Promising Woman just needed to, to pick up a win. Like they were, you know, if they had picked up the Critics' Choice win, that would have been something. Not that it's the BL end all, but you need a victory over something usually to, to do something. Like where's your win? Where's your, your competitive win against the other film? You know, um, and then not up for SAG, obviously. And PGA was the Hey guys, next I'm still slot. recording. Please you know, be quiet. It didn't, didn't work out. So I, I don't think the path, and I wrote about it, like, what was the path? I don't think the path exists anymore for it to win, short of just a, like, we're, you know, it's an upset. It's a weird year. We don't have the barometer of the Academy. And also enough of them don't like Jeff Bezos. You know, that's, that's, where that happens trial has a little bit more of an interesting case because it does have the actors and it does have ace but like you said it doesn't have the producers doesn't have the directors doesn't have the writers you know that's where you look at like promising woman again if you're if you're trying to find an alternative you, you look at promising woman and you know it has the writers and like on oscar night if it wins actress and original screenplay that's a solid competitive situation you know what if hypothetically you know it wins those two oscars and nomadland loses adapted screenplay right and trial picks up the editing win is there a little bit of suspense that at the envelope opening i don't know what do we think uh i mean i have nomadland winning it's uh it for the longest time, it didn't feel like we necessarily had a front runner. Yeah. Like I feel like uh, Promising Young Woman, Trial Chicago 7, Nomadland, and early on Mank, but then less so as it went along, were all kind of jockeying for position. And then at a certain point, Nomadland just kind of got locked in and never really budged. And I haven't really seen anything that changes my mind about that. So I would be very surprised if it didn't win. Yeah. Yeah, the only the only moment Nomad Land had a little bit of like a hiccup was when SAG was announced and it missed ensemble that 
you know, I think a lot of us probably saw that miss coming. So, uh, you know, it didn't really, it didn't change anything in the race as far as I was concerned. And again, it was just that, that PGA, yeah, that preferential ballot. And, uh, you know, if it's going to be, if it's going to be successful there, then I'll, that was the one thing I did not correctly predict about the season that made my trash guy for seven kind of like, uh, okay. And of course the writers where I thought, you know, if anybody's with Charles Chicago 7, it'd be acting and writing right. for, the, for the writers to not get a bard. And again, that's the two asterisks that you could have for No Man Land, right? SAG missing, understandable, because it's not actors, probably not in the guild, and it was ineligible for WGA. So not going to show up there either. So other than that, it hit all the right notes and all the right spots to be nominated. And it's a fine movie, so... I guess <laughs> I don't know. I'm it's, I'm it's a good. I'm a bigger fan of five of the movies, so it's my it's my six out of the eight. So I'm I'm hoping for some kind of miracle upset. I don't really care what it is, right? Yeah. Uh, Charles Chicago Seven, Promising Woman, Minari, Judas and the Black Messiah. Any of those, yeah, so, upsetting would yeah. would add some. I'd be very thrilled about. So here, I think my my preferential ballot. Let's say let's say I yeah. go all eight. Yeah. Is uh, Promising Woman 1, Trial 2, Mank 3, mm. um, Sound of Metal 4, Judas 5, Nomadland 6, The Father 7, Minari 8. You asshole. How do you have Minari <laughs> 8? Wow. Mine, mine would go Minari 1, Promising Young Woman 2, Judas and the Black Messiah 3. Uh, Father probably four. Trial of Chicago seven five. Um, Mank uh, No Midland six. Mank seven. Sound of Metal eight. And I like all all eight made my top yeah, twenty. Yeah, I mean, year, listen, so. I don't dislike Minari. Yeah. I just thought it was good. Uh, I just it was the one movie that I don't want to say I loved because I didn't really love anything this year. But if there's a, if there's a movie that I could love or grow to love more, it would be Minari. I mean. I, I watched it as part of a several movie day, so maybe okay. it didn't breathe the way it needed to. But yeah, I was watching, it going like this. Everything about it is is solid. I'm just, you know, it's just, it's just it didn't connect movie. in the same way. I was like, Sometimes, it's uni- it's universally fine, you know. Yeah. Sometimes they just don't hit that way. Yeah. Um, okay. If I were to go, I would say my number one would be Judas and the Black Messiah. Hmm. Uh, my number two would be Trial of Chicago Seven. Uh, three would be Minari, four would be Promising Young Woman, mm-hmm. five would be Mank, six would be Nomadland, seven would be Sound of Metal, eight The Father, which Fair. I haven't actually seen yet, but okay. not in any rush. Or do you just not remember seeing it? Um, hello. I, I, like, I'm sure it's great, but I've seen so many fucking sad dramas this past uh, year. Yeah. I, I, I'm sad dramaed out. It's, I hope it's you go... Godzilla versus Kong weeks ago, <laughs> and that was exactly what I needed. <laughs> I hope you go back and, and eventually get to see the father because it's it's pretty good. I, I I do want to see it. Yeah. I I have no reason to doubt that I won't love it, but I yeah. just don't. I I can't muster up the enthusiasm for it right now. Yeah, and I don't think I'm missing you. out on like something that's going to win a lot of categories. So I can sit on it for. A we'll see how we'll see how strong the uh, the British uh, overseas voters are because I think. Mm. You never know. I mean, I think this year it's either going to be Nomad and, and we're never going to know this, right? But it's either Nomad in a walk or I could see an upset of like so many different ways. The only ones I well, could not thing. see winning are Mank and Sound of Metal. Any other way, I could, I wouldn't be like 
I guess I'd be somewhat surprised with the father. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Judas Minari promising her trial won. I, and I yeah, don't top, mean, I don't mean five, surprised, I but yeah, I don't, I don't mean not surprised because I'll be surprised. I just wouldn't be like shocked. Yeah, there'll be a there'll be a conversation we could have about the path and like, oh, yeah. what did we? And that'd miss? be fun. Yeah, that'd, exactly. that'd be that'd be a fun you know post show conversation. Is okay. This one, what did we miss and how did it get there? Because yeah. I, I think we're all. You know, and it's very few people are going to be picking anything, but No Man Land, I think, to win Best Picture at this point. Yeah, no, I would be, I would be surprised if he didn't. Though, so, yeah. you know, that post conversation will be interesting. Though, very little beats Mark's drunken rage at uh, <laughs> oh La La losing. Listen, and I love, I, I cannot tell you how much I love Moonlight. Like I love, it was in my top ten of the decade. Like I love Moonlight, but I swear that election that year, man, I. It was. <clears throat> it was. So fun. I was so angry. The the anger you had that sure that we that like we all like we knew was directed at Donald Trump. Yeah. For yeah. all the money sounded like you really wanted to say a word that was gonna get you cancelled. Yeah, like, pretty much. It was that yeah, it was there. And that's you know, where we have to be careful and whatnot. And I'm you know, a white yeah. middle aged male, so but I love I I Moonlight's one of my most special movies because I got to see the world premiere of it. I think it was yeah. the world premiere. It, yeah, it was the world premiere in Telluride with Barry Jenkins there. And, and Barry Jenkins had been there the previous year as a presenter. He was presenting Spotlight and all the other movies. He would come up and speak about them. So you kind of knew who Barry Jenkins was from that. And Barry Jenkins has always been a large figure in Telluride, I guess. And so that's why he wanted to bring that film there and to be part of the world uh, premiere audience. And, you know, it was, it was very special. And I loved yeah. it, right? But Ali and for me was... It's a different level type film and and to come in with 14 nominations, but still not win. And of course the drama in which that unfolded. Oh my yes. God. <laughs> How could you not be like, what, what's happening? Uh, it was it, your, your, your breakdown yeah. was phenomenal. Oh yeah. I, I was drunk and yeah. There were breakdown. definitely some people watching that year who like turned their TV on. Oh, I'm sure. Like, <laughs> done, like assuming that La La Land has won. Sasha they're left. Running. They're like, wait, what happened? I'm pretty sure Sasha Stone was at the Oscars that year. I think I remember her saying when La Land won, she got up and to leave and missed the drama. I think, I think that's what she told me. But that's, I mean, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people turned their TV sets off because, you know, they run late usually. And How LA of her leaving early to beat the traffic. Yeah, right. And, I was, and yeah, as you were saying, like middle-aged man, like, yeah. you're primed to be canceled. And, you know, know, you happen to write for a website with a leader who is daring people to cancel her at the moment. So yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are moments where I wonder what you're thinking sometimes. No, I, I, root, happening. I root for her with her approach because listen, as a, you know, and I don't want to get too far off track here, but I don't get to have a voice too much anymore. And, you know, cause when I do, I get told, I don't get to have one, honestly. Well, I heard you, 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 you made an accidental tweet a couple days ago. That was not, not a phenomenal one. What did I do? I didn't you say something about? Like, oh, I just that, yeah. I, you 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 missed a word that made it sound like uh, not great, right? Oh, I don't know. I, I didn't think hear. Steve told, Steve told me that. Like, didn't you? Uh, I put. I thought Barry Jenkins. I had Barry. The tweet yeah, that that's I. That's what it was. Yeah, I put oh, Barry. I thought he did. That. Sorry. I thought he did. Um, uh, Underground Railroad. Yeah, but I thought he did uh, the, the show that I loved. Um, oh, them. Or them. Whatever? Yeah, I thought yeah. for some reason I got mixed up with what he did. And again, I love Barry Jenkins. Um, but I thought he did them for some reason. I got confused by that because yeah. there's so a, if you 
Yeah, and it was. So if you don't know what you're going for, didn't you say like, "Oh, I love what he does with them"? You're like, "Ooh, oh boy." Oh, I mean, it's called. I I mean, I know. I I don't know. Did it come off that way? Apologies if it did. That that was Ryan's damn title. Yeah, but if you don't know that that's the title of a TV show, one that he didn't make, you're like, "Yeah, right." So then, oh god, that's not at all. That's not at all what I meant. See, that's how that's how you wind up uh, having fun in your job, right? No, I. I loved. I thought that show was great. Um, I, I loved all the break the breaking performances in it too. Everybody in it was fantastic. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So we. It's one of those things where like, we know what you're getting. At, yeah. But well, do others. And you know, obviously, you have. Uh, you know, you're smart enough not to comment when certain things are. Yeah, happening there's anyway. certain things I don't get to comment on, and I and I get those. But there's times where I comment on other things. Like I'll never forget Lady Bird and commenting. I saw it in Telluride and. You know, I, I was told I don't get to have an opinion on that movie because I'm male. And it was like, well, what? So well, that's, should female that's, critics not review Martin Scorsese films? Like, I, uh, like that's stupid. Like, I, mean, I don't want yeah, everybody I'm not, to have... I'm not on the train of people yeah. don't get to have a voice. No, I think, obviously you know. have a different perspective. This is the male perspective because that's what I am. So. Well, yeah, I think I think the idea that we have the only perspective is no. probably wrong. Yeah. But, no. You know, that's... Uh, yeah, it's that Everyone thing where, should like, be allowed to have a voice. Yeah, and 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 trust me, like between the two, like one side is more right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if there's this argument of like, oh, who should be commenting on something? Well, the answer is everyone, but you know, yeah. if you were only going to listen to one voice, yeah, yeah. probably if I yeah. had to pick one, it should probably be a woman yeah. who's talking about Ladybird. But yeah, that's fine. not how this works. Yeah, that's but, and that's true. Sometimes we gotta review that, films that we don't have um the best perspective yeah. on right we, we might not be the right person token, for it yeah you know shouldn't you be the one commenting on up in the air you know just for devil's advocacy right like well know, and that's not how that conversation ever <laughs> but goes, that's not how it goes. But, so that's yeah. why that's that's the the hiccup i get there like yeah, otherwise just, you know i'm all for making the world a better and more just no, place it's just absolutely we sometimes I, yeah. are a little militant about it yeah, I would. Which, I, I respect every. I, I like hearing different perspectives of films, and well, that's the you know you don't you don't always agree with what we well, have. That's, that's what's fun, you know. Right? You don't like Minari the, for God's sakes. Yeah, it's all about the approach. Like when me. I I had someone at me about um, Andrew Day, like, oh, you're making excuses. I'm like, no, like, yeah, great, just, but you know, this is how it works. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's you just know. the angle we see it from. Yeah, the, I can only go by the math and science, and like, I have nothing against her. And like at the time, it was like she might win Critics' Choice or she might win this, and like that's when you continue to have the conversation and de-escalate it. And I think that's the difference. Yeah between a lot of people right now like you know obviously you're smart enough to be like i just don't want to be involved like don't yeah don't enjoy things. don't put make me part of this conversation <laughs> certain things whereas, i stay out of yeah but the whereas, bottom line you know, is the bottom line is like, i you know we should all respect everybody's views on things and, and also and you just want to be take less the, be less twitter-ish yeah and if you can turn the volume down you can actually sometimes figure out what the actual conversation is which is i think sure the main problem that we have yeah. With a lot of conversations. I think even you would acknowledge it, like some of the like Sasha things going on currently. It's just like nobody is stopping and being like, wait, can we calm down for a second? It becomes you're a monster. No, you're a monster. No, you, oh, you're accusing me of this. Like, it's just that's you get so far removed from whatever the initial conversation is yeah. and you no longer have a point. And it just becomes like who's not willing to concede ground. And that's when yeah. you get to like the Internet's dumpster fire. Yeah, it's. I think the one thing we can all agree on, no matter what perspective you have, is that Twitter is the Michael Bay of social media. Yeah, right. It's the worst, yeah. worst thing there is. 
Yeah, there's that uh, out. yeah that that tracks. Yeah. Um, you know, and unfortunately, that perspective is like fed into like every <laughs> part of the world currently. So yeah. you know, we uh, we live in a world where there are people who won't you know wear a mask or get a vaccine. So you know, yeah. that's another story. Speaking of, are you are you five G yet, or what's going on? I don't. What's five G? Oh, you know when 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 you get shot with the Bill Gates like five uh, G <laughs> tracker. I mean, I am. If you mean vaccinated, yeah. Yes. I got the Johnson and Johnson one since my oh, family. So since my how family long ago it. have you gotten it? Uh, like three, four weeks, maybe now. Okay, so you're not gonna die of a blood clot. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's only affecting women for some reason. Is what something I something you made sure to tell your wife. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why the hell? What the hell? Something you, something you were bragging about that. around the house, I'm sure. Yeah, that was that was part one of, of us plan. is safe. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> <laughs> so what's the reason you picked it? You're like, so. Well, she got Moderna. My wife is a nurse, so she got. Oh, she, yeah, she Moderna was smart enough to like be like months. She's smart enough of, to be like, yeah. as she's looking at you checking the the life yeah. insurance policy you redesigned. Right. right. She's like, how much am I worth? Uh, I'm going with the two dose. Yeah, she, she was she was way ahead of of me. Yeah, that. I got I got the Moderna, so I will be fine. Um. Miles yeah. lives in Florida, so an alligator is going to bite him instead. Right. Yeah, but funny enough, the alligators are right now the best source for the vaccine. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it's, you know, they're, they are uh, Pfizer uh, <laughs> gators. They're, yeah, they're Pfizer gators. It all just oh. leaks in. Right. Um, no, nah, I got my first shot of Pfizer. I've got my second one later this month. And you uh, and you feel fine, right, with pH for all the Fs? Yeah, you know, yeah. I could live yeah. with it. Exactly. How often do you publish an article? It's fine. Ooh, see what I did there. Uh, <laughs> oh, is Miles is Miles the mark of your site? Not quite. No one's the okay. mark. Of no one's the site. mark. I know. Mark, Miles mark is, is the miles of any site. <laughs> this, this is true. Uh, no, Mark. Uh, mark. Uh, so, yeah. what are you gonna hit your third article for Sasha? This, uh, this week, <laughs> it's it's my fifth, I believe. But I also your did an interview in a also, year. Yeah, but no, I'm like five, six months now. But I did an interview with. Uh, the director of my octopus teacher as well, which was awesome. So that was, that was my first big interview and I'm not a fan of giving interviews. I'll be honest, but it was still I know. fun. It was yeah, fun. Yeah, there were many a time where we're listen, like, can you do this? And you're like, no, I know I'm still, listen, for whatever we do here, I'm still more than anything. I'm a fan before I'm a critic or a writer or anything like that. I so do I, think of you sometimes when yeah. I do some of these interviews. Cause like I granted I'm in my head, I'm still like, this is oh. ridiculous, but you know, yeah. I can fake it for 15 minutes. I but, can't. I can't fake yeah, it. That's I why I said, like, if Danny, if Danny DeVito is on the other line, I am changing. I, I'm going way off course, and I'm switching to one of my favorite movies of all time that he was in. I mean, I, I thought of you in the midst of my Aaron Sorkin interview <laughs> where we're talking right. about sports. Yeah. Right. I was like, this just seems like something you'd enjoy doing, but you'll never do it. So you'll he's, never know. He's what, a Chicago fan? No, he's or, a New York fan. Is he New York? Okay. We, yeah, uh, he, he, he explained, you know... If you listen to enough of these interviews, they they yeah. talk they say the same things. Because yeah, think about right. it. Would you give us a, a different interview every time? Right. No. It's, um, so like you know, he's talking about being the Formula One race car driver, and he just doesn't doesn't have to put the, the car into the track and all that. But like I asked, what attracted him to the you know the script, you know, and like wanting to make it. Like obviously, you know, Spielberg wanted him to to write it, but why direct it? You know, he didn't. No one was forcing him to do it. And he said, "I, you know, I. Oh, and what what makes you choose a project? Like, obviously, you know, he had written that script, but like, he was floating around that John Edwards movie for a while, and obviously mm. the, the the Lucy and Desi movie he's looking at, and there was a uh-huh. like a Broadway thing he was looking at once, and he's like, I think I, I saw a pitch I could hit, 
you know, and he, he was talking, he started to like broaden it as if I didn't maybe not know a sports reference. Like, no, no, I get it. Listen, I'm a Met fan. Like in your scenario, the ball <laughs> would bounce, they would swing, miss, and the bat would hit me in the face. And he said, he's like, no, I'm a, I'm a Met fan too. He's like, I, I think he said Mets and Jets. And I said, same, we don't get to be happy. And he thought yeah, that was Jesus. very funny. But his response that? was, but when we win, it's going to be all that more better. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, and we get yeah. to be obnoxious. And he was like, yeah. yeah. I feel so you was, there. Yeah. I, as a Cleveland fan, I feel you with that. But man, I always wonder how crazy you have to be to be a New York fan and pick the Mets and the Jets over the Yankees and the Giants. Like one of those options I mean, is like historic and wins. And the other one is... Like, I will say that if picking you look Cleveland. At, so if you look at since since I've been alive, the Giants have not made the playoffs that much more than the Giants. I mean, they've, they've won been, three Super Bowls. They have. When they get there, they do well. But I believe actually they're the like, losingest team in the NFL over the last like five years. I mean, I'll take I'll take that. Like it's like the Cavs. We won it in, in sixteen, and we've sucked. You know, mostly since then. But you can never take away that title, man. Oh yeah, I mean, I think I have. I mean, not, I'm not counting like young. Jet stuff, or like you know, Richard Todd is the Jets quarterback. Like I'm thinking, like nineties <laughs> and on. Um, yeah, you know they they were two AFC title game appearances back to back years. There You're was, talking about the Vinny Testaverde era. There was the year where they should have been a Super Bowl. T- they went to the AFC title game that year. They've been the three AFC title yeah. games in my life. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good it with was, the Patriots in your division. Yeah, there was that. There were two or three playoff appearances with with Chad Pennington. One of which was oh god, good. yeah, that's right, Chad Pennington. Where they uh, yeah. they lost to I think the Raiders the year they went to the Super Bowl against the Bucks like that yeah. was a good team two thousand uh, they lost to the the LA Broncos when they were leading at halftime they could have won that game God, and then next year they Broncos were they were twice. the Super Bowl pick and then Testa yeah. already blows out his his uh, ACL in like the first play of the game uh, and then Parcells retires and then the two Rex Ryan years like they they the problem is there's no in between there's yeah. not a whole lot of uh, Seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven years. <laughs> that doesn't uh, happen. Not not for Cleveland either. I hear. Yeah. I feel you. We have a lot of two and fourteen seasons. Yeah. We get so, a lot of number one picks. Yeah, I mean that eventually <laughs> works out. I got myself a number two pick. Yeah. So as we right. as we wrap up. Yeah. We've we've done our picks. <laughs> I don't. I think we've covered if there's you know an upset. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Last question. This sort of weird show they're planning. What do we think about it? Oh. I am very unexcited. <laughs> yep. I, I have no idea. Right I honestly have no idea. I haven't been paying too much attention to it. Just well, they're being as very long vague. As, as long as they televise something and we get to see who wins. And really I know I heard about the music. Up, yeah, they're really playing up the, the idea that like it's directed by a director. Okay. Uh, like it's a Steven Soderbergh It's a production. film, not a telecast. Well, yeah, the the announce the commercial okay. for who's like presenting the awards is as if it's like the cast for an ensemble movie. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Just give me I mean, my Oscars. I, I haven't found the approach I like yet. Anyway, we know there's no. I think we know at this point there's no perfect way. All these other television televised shows haven't been the smoothest of things. I mean, so. I'm good for the six hour like normal thing we do. That's that's yeah. great for me. I'm fine. Yeah, with that. same. Um, you know Run the. Critics' Choice and Globes and all that, fine, but you notice the difference. Yeah. Um, I don't care about the Zoom thing. Like, I know, you know, the Academy was trying to know Zoom thing. Yeah. And my initial response was like, I don't know. I don't do things still. I don't know if I, even if I'm them, like, yeah. you know, I get that, like, you know, Andrew Day might be like, fuck, I'm going. I'll figure it out. But like. Oh, I'd be there. <laughs> probably. Be. But like, let's say you're, um, 
Let's say you're Anthony Hopkins, for example. Yeah. I can see him being like, fuck no, I'm not going to die to go to the Oscars. Right. You know? He's already won one. I, exactly. I, would, I wouldn't I wouldn't risk it. You know, we're like, Sasha Baron Cohen is like, I've got a nomination already. This is my second and third one. Like, I'll stay home and not die. But, mm-hmm. you know, they moved on. But then again, I don't... I didn't like the, the hour, like, SAG present, presentation either. It was too rushed. Right. I want my awards to breathe a little bit. So, I hear you. I don't think there is the right way, but we'll see. I'm curious how over they're going to run. Yeah, Since it is a live show while also having all these produced things. We'll see. In any event, we will find out a few days from when this goes up. So, Mark, make your make your pitch. Tell them where they can find you, and uh, we, we forgive your bragging for a moment. Have your fun. <laughs> Am I bragging? I don't have anything to brag about. Oh yeah, I forgot uh, it's you. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, but you can follow me at uh, Mark Likes Movies on Twitter uh, and find my final predictions up sometime this week on awardsdaily.com. Cool. Um, uh, Miles, go for it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Miles on Film. That's at M Y L E S on Film, and you can now find me on Letterboxed. Also oh, nice. At Miles on Film. Uh, I've been going through and just fu- just rating all the movies I can find. I'm not going to actually write any reviews, but I want to have a database, you know? Yeah. Um, and then um, please watch my short film, American Exorcist, on YouTube uh, under Aftershock Pictures. Thank you. Cool. And uh, you can find me at Joey Magazine on all of the social media things or Awards Radar on the same social media things. The final predictions post will be up on Friday. And uh, in the meantime, the content that's already up, check it out. I have the uh, Case for All Five Best Actress nominees piece that's uh, hopefully an interesting read. And uh, next time you listen to us, we will be recording the postmortem, potentially the night of, because why not be angry or happy or tired? We'll see. But in the meantime, we've been us, you've been them. And, uh, yeah, wear a mask and get vaccinated, guys. Stay safe. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and to visit awardsradar.com for the best in awards and entertainment content.